What a turkey. I can't believe Pedro Pascal signed up to this. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on now. I've made it as far as finishing episode three, and I've had it. How <gasps> dare he? Everyone's point of anger. It's just another poor relation of The Walking Dead, but at Ugh. least that series didn't take itself too seriously. That's a joke, right? Uh, Has to be a joke. I hope so. <laughs> it has made me laugh out loud several times, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're laughing for the right reasons right now. Right now, right here. That was a one-star review from IMDb. Hello, and welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Andrew. Greetings. And Steven. Hi, hi, hi. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the HBO series, The Last of Us. But before we get into that, we got a little housekeeping. Steven, why don't you tell us about our Patreon Picks poll? That's right. For the month of March, we have a Patreon Picks poll running. Every patron supporting at the dollar (laughs) tier or higher. One dollar or higher. Gets to vote in our selection of movies. So our theme for this month is movies that scarred 80s children. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yes. So we have chosen Legend, uh, The Neverending Story, Dark Crystal, and I have forgotten. Labyrinth. 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 That, Labyrinth. Was that, that was always the one that you that I always forget, too. I always want to forget uh, How dare you? Neverending Story because it scarred me, honestly. <laughs> but, yeah, so that is, that is running. <laughs> so once the, the poll concludes at the end of March, we will take the winner and make a early <laughs> access episode for our patron listeners that will eventually hit the main feed, but they get to listen to it first. So thank you to all our patrons for their support. But that is not the only thing we have going on in the month of March. Andrew? Uh, Yeah, we do. So we're also doing 15-minute quick reaction um, episodes pretty much every Wednesday for The Mandalorian Season 3 that's kind of happening right now. Uh, we, we limit ourselves to only 15 minutes, so we have yep. a, a very um, short amount of time to try and get as all of our, info, or our thoughts and, yeah. um, you know, knee-jerk reactions. We, we sound like the micro-machines, man. <laughs> <laughs> when the clock is ticking, like, you got to be fast. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so that's pretty much every Thursday morning. Those mm-hmm. are going to be released because uh, we, we all watch it, then we record it. Um, unfortunately, not in person, just on Zoom. So, you know. Apologize hey, for just pretend it's COVID all over again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of Pedro Pascal being great in the show, yeah, right. Yeah. But before we talk wow, about what a segue. Way, yeah, we're going to take a minute and talk about some of our favorite post-apocalyptic stories. Okay. So, who wants to kick this off? Um, I I guess I can go for okay, it. Go sure. For it. Uh, so I have to stay on brand. Okay, anime. Anime. Oh, I have to go. go anime. Here it is. Um, so this came out in 2016. Uh, this is this actually is also staying on brand with I'll say infected slash zombies. Okay. Um, right. So this is a bit of a mouthful for um, a title, but Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Oh, okay, yeah, I know we're going. Okay, there. I've heard. I think you may have recommended this. I, I rec- okay, so when I recommend some shows, I yeah. definitely recommend them. Like, oh, you should definitely watch this. This is one of those shows where like you could watch it and you're and it'll be fun. <laughs> you're not going to really miss out on anything if you don't watch it. Okay. Uh, an optional show that you have picked for this segment. Yeah, it's so important that it's an option. Yeah. <laughs> so the synopsis is, during the Industrial Revolution, mankind is threatened by the sudden emergence of undead monsters called Kabane, or just corpses is just what it is. Yeah. Um, you can, wow, who can only be killed by piercing their heart through an iron plate. So basically okay. the, the infection um, creates this iron cage around their heart 
and oh. that's the only way to kill them. So uh, it's steampunk zombies on trains. With iron hearts. Uh, so basically the, the whole premise of this is all the weapons that are needed to kill these things have to have a lot of piercing power and a lot of like very like high energy kind of things. So they have like steam bullets. I was going to say lots of steam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, steampunk. Our, one of our, our main characters... Uh, he basically has this kind of like nail gun that he has to like get up up close and personal with these things okay. and um, and like drive it through their heart kind of stuff. And uh, so it came out in 2016, done by Wit Studio, same studio that did Attack on Titan, which is also another post-apocalyptic show. Yeah, uh, they wanted this one to be kind of like the next Attack on Titan. It didn't really hit those marks. Didn't quite. Uh, but it does have um, fantastic animation, great character designs by Haruhiki Mikimoto. And um, definitely worth the watch if you just want just something kind of fun and lightweight to watch. It's not a great show. Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen clips from it. The yeah. animation's very good. Yeah. Now, is this the same studio that started Attack on Titan yes. before they yeah, switched? Yeah, okay. this is not Studio Mappa, which does, is who runs it now. Does it have the same uh, kind of thick edge art line style it as does. the first se- season or two? Uh, no, Attack no, not that kind of style. No. Okay. Um, it's it's much more light-handed, um, okay. if that makes any sense. Like, the, it... it Honestly, it looks like you're kind of watching an art book. Okay. The the, cool. the art is very very good, and uh, the music's great. Uh, done by um, Hiroyuki Sawano. Uh, it 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 has all the elements to make a show really good. The writing's just not that good. It just doesn't quite. Connect. Yeah, it just didn't really yeah. hit the hit like the heights that Attack on Titan a couple first seasons did. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's something lightweight. It's only twelve episodes. Yeah. Um, great action. Good character designs, zombies if you like it, steampunk, you know, whatever. If you like it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, I'll jump in. Sure. I'm going to go with 1981, The Road Warrior, the second Mad Max movie. Okay, yeah, I was going to say this is Mad Max. I feel this is Mad Max. Not the first Mad Max, the second one. I've only seen Fury Road. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so I I haven't seen any of the um, So uh, So you haven't seen any. Steven, have you seen all of them? Most of them? There's... I know there's Thunderdome. There's there's, yeah, there's there's there's, uh, Mad, there's Max, Mad Max. There's Road Warrior, Road Warrior, Thunderdome, Thunderdome and then uh, Fury Road. Oh, okay. okay have, so you're counting so, that one. Yeah, in, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, it is technically. Part well, of, yeah. I, I know it so, is. So I have seen the three old school. I've never actually seen Fury Road. Oh man! Oh, wow! It's oh, a Fury Road is so good. I, I, mean, I don't doubt it. Yeah, there, there are always <laughs> these weird holes. Yeah, there is mediocre. So, mediocre. The Road Warrior, and the reason I picked it is because it is in my opinion, and I'm going to upset a lot of the original Mad Max fans out here. <laughs> it, it's the better glasses. version of Mad Max. It's like the first Mad Max was kind of like, the, the shorthand way to think of it is it's like pre the apocalypse mm-hmm. and the Road Warrior is like post, just post apocalypse, oh, okay, gotcha. if you will. So it's like society has collapsed. Well, and I think a lot of that came down to budget. Like <laughs> Mad Max was a very cheap movie they made in yeah. Australia. George Miller directed. It's really good, but it is its own thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Max still has a wife and a kid in that one. Oh, like, okay. It's his origin story, basically. Mm-hmm. And then The Road Warrior, though, let me give you a quick synopsis. So, again, starring Mel Gibson, directed by George Miller, who directed all the Mad Max movies. Um, after eradicating Knight Rider's followers in Mad Max, which is this gang yeah. dude from the first one, former patrolman Mac Rokitansky now scavenges for food and precious p- petrol on the deserted highways of an energy-starved Australia. Then Max stumbles upon a small oil refinery in the scorched wilderness. However, there's a catch. 
The community of survivors is under siege by brutal biker warlord Lord Humongous. That's right. <laughs> Lord the Humongous. Names are so good. And his barbarian marauders. Now, to get his hands on as much gas as he can carry, Mad Max will have to provide the defenseless residents with a powerful truck. Using this method, they can transport gasoline to safety. Of course, this is easier said than done. Is the road warrior up to the task? <laughs> and then chaos ensues. Yeah. So the road warrior is very similar in a lot of ways to Fury Road mm-hmm. in that there's an extremely incredible long convoy action scene. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, the situation around it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of fun like side characters including uh, this character called Dog who's just this Australian <laughs> chat- shepherd that's a dog. Yeah. It's literally they, they picked him up from a shelter for the movie and he did great and then one of the camera crew like Oh, good. Him right that. But oh, like, that's good. <clears throat> I always like hearing those stories. Oh, yeah. But there's like a, there's a dude that plays, uh, flies like a gyrocopter. It's like this tiny little helicopter <laughs> in it. His character's great. There, there's a lot of fun characters. And again, the Lord Humongous is a crazy character. Like everything is like Fury Road yeah. for your you know, perspective. And it's all over the top. It's yeah. just wild, you know. I, I, that, I think that's why I like uh, Fury Road so much is yeah. that because it's just so ridiculous yeah. that you just kind of accept it. You're just like, all right, I'm here for the ride now. Yeah. Literally. If, <laughs> if you like Fury Road, you would probably like the Road, Road Warrior. Warrior. Okay. It is It is definitely the yeah. proto version of that. Yeah. We're in the, the special effects are, are going to be 1981 level. Yeah, of you course. Know, the budget's lower. Yeah. And they didn't get as wild as they did in Fury Road. <laughs> like there's no of course. tornadoes they're, they're, running around. I mean, well, again, there's probably no um, guitar flame thrower right no but it's it's close <laughs> so anyways that's is it mine. a drum flamethrower no <laughs> drumsticks no, no. as grenades no, 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 no. it's a ukulele it's, it's the bassist and nobody likes the bass oh, <laughs> that's, that's so rude <laughs> all right steven what is your oh, wow okay <laughs> come at me bro uh so i am going very far afield here mm-hmm. mostly because throughout watching the last of us this was the setting i kept thinking of mm-hmm so I'm going with Armageddon's Children. This is a book by Terry Brooks. Okay. Okay. This is a prequel to his, uh, it's part of, but it is a prequel of the Sword of Shinar series. Oh, okay. Which is a name that some people may have heard I, in the past. I know that name. Yeah. So it's, that whole series is a fantasy series. Mm-hmm. But even from the first book, you get hints of, hey, there's more that happened in the past. There's more going on here. Mm-hmm. And then once you start getting prequels and stuff, you find out, oh, this is, there's, there's magic, but it starts from basically 2020. Mm. Okay. And these were all like, that's the time he chose. These books were all written back in the, or I shouldn't say he's still putting books up. These are all written right. like mid 2000s ish. Okay. And this came out later, like after the books. Right. This, out. this came out well after. So this came out in 2006. And I want to say okay. Sora Shinar is maybe from the eighties. Right. Yeah. So, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Uh, so just a synopsis of the book. So in our world's near future, civilization has fallen into terrifying chaos Navigating the scarred landscape that once was America and guided by a powerful talisman, Logan Tom has sworn an oath to seek out a remarkable being born of magic and destined to lead the final fight against darkness. Let me guess, it's a 15-year-old boy. His name was Lord Humongous. (laughs) Always. Uh, So the synopsis is is kind of terrible in a lot of ways. Uh, But interestingly enough, there are a lot of scenes that happen in The Last of Us Mm -hmm. that are real close to stuff that happened in this book. Oh, yeah? Hmm. So... A lot of the the action takes place around the remnants of Seattle. Okay. 
And there is basically uh, Safeco Field is the quarantine protected zone mm-hmm. that people are not allowed to leave. And then yeah. you have you know, bands of scavengers and stuff out and about. Uh, but the basic premise is that essentially because there's magic in this world, demons have kind of forced their way in mm-hmm. and they have altered the conscious of people to make terrible decisions that have collapsed society. Oh, interesting. So, like, throughout... So, it's not like an infected scenario. No, 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 it's not well, a zombie. it is infected. It, it is kind of, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're more, the mind. <laughs> yeah, more of being possessed or even just subtly manipulated. Yeah. Uh, but also, there are demons, you know, walking the world that are absolutely terrifying, like, creatures chasing, mm-hmm. pursuing main characters. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because throughout, like, there's a couple of different plot lines throughout running, and dropped in the middle of this, just at random, is you're basically following a uh, U.S. Air Force officer who is slowly losing his mind. Okay. Inside of a nuclear silo. Okay. Oh, wow. And that's kind of the, the big kick. Like, mm-hmm. the world's already falling apart, and then the big kick hits. So, <laughs> gotcha. uh, it's it's a really cool... Honestly, the, the whole series is pretty great. If you're interested in fantasy, it's a great sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first book is... A chunk. The guy needed better editors. Oh, okay. Like he he just wrote, and then <laughs> and they're just like, we're just gonna put everything yeah, you wrote on it, here. Like, oh yeah, you know, like this is you <laughs> no know, notes. Like, <laughs> let's, let's let's compete with Robert Jordan, and you know we want to be the next Tolkien and all this other. And it's like, hey, guys, there's a lot going. On. Like you could. That would be like down. his editor forgot to like edit it until the day of, and the publisher's like, no, they just those edits. The, hmm? oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's yeah. all good, actually. He, he, he just sent the, wrong, he sent the wrong version. Oh, and, no. <laughs> and then, like, he's like, oh, I'm expecting a 500-page book. Here's a 1,500-page yeah. book. Wow, it's, that's a lot thicker than I remember. I've already been printed. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite that extreme, but it is. It, and it's not even necessarily that the book is like, oh, it's so many pages. It's just it's the pacing's really slow. Yeah. Uh, but as he goes, because there's – 20 plus books in the series and they, they skip around between the, the initial air. Like typically he skips like a generation How or two. How do you keep writing for 20 books? I, man, if it keeps making you money. I mean, the, well, so, you, I mean, so, sure. So, but so the thing is, and again, this is not a George R. R. Martin shame. This is totally a George R. R. Martin shame. He, <laughs> this isn't the only series he writes. He has a whole other series that's more of a whimsical fantasy magic stuff. Well, hold on. That he does. George R.R. Do? Martin does have another series. It's called his blog uh, on the, the Jets. Jets. Golly, of all the teams. Can the this guy do like Jets. a YouTube tutorial that George R.R. Martin can like watch? <laughs> He's too busy writing about the Jets to worry about I can't YouTube, watch Ryan. A YouTube tutorial. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time on. for that. I'm George Railroad Martin. George Railroad Martin. Uh, all right, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Those are all good picks. Check them out. All right. Well, let's move on to our discussion on The Last of Us, and we'll start with a plot summary. So 20 years after modern civilization has been destroyed, Joel, a hardened survivor, is hired to smuggle Ellie, a 14-year-old girl, out of an oppressive quarantine zone. What starts as a small job soon becomes a brutal, heartbreaking journey as they both must traverse the U.S. and depend on each other for survival. Heartbreaking is very underlined a couple times. It should be. For that synopsis. It wasn't, but it should have been. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Uh, So this show began airing on HBO on January 15th, 2023. So it's this year. Uh, created by Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin. So Neil Druckmann is the creator and director of the video game, The Last of Us. And Craig Mazin is a writer. He's done a lot of stuff, but he's most notably known for Chernobyl, the Mm -hmm. miniseries on HBO. Which is fantastic. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, what? Yeah, it's on my list. I mean, it it is an incredibly hard watch. Right. Uh, but yeah, so because of that, they were like, this guy would be a perfect match to bring Mm -hmm. The Last of Us to HBO. Post-apocalyptic. 
the the game came out in 2013. Uh, yeah, 2013. Yeah. The first uh, one. The second one came out 2020. 2020. 2020. Yeah. yeah. So the music uh, for the show was Gustavo Santaola. I think I'm pronouncing that right. There's like some extra Bless L's you. in there that <laughs> when I heard him interviewed on YouTube, he didn't include. So I'm like, I'm going to leave the pronunciation. Those are yeah. silent L's. Anyways, uh, and David Fleming, which Gus, Gustavo does most of the music. I think David Fleming did some some pickup work here and gotcha. there. Gustavo is the guitar player. and Okay, composer. yeah. The, I, I was going to say, the we, guitar. I say, we have some Spanish guitar in yeah, there. So which this, is this phenomenal. Tracks. So he did all the music in the first game mm-hmm. and the second game. But I think I think second game. Don't quote me on that one. Yeah. I didn't look that up. <laughs> <laughs> he he definitely did the first game, and they brought him on specifically because they were like, we want yeah, I mean, that sound. I think that job. was a good choice. Yeah, I think so. Uh, starring Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, Anna Torv, Gabriel Luna, Nick Offerman, Nico Parker, and a lot, lot more. I don't want to list everybody. There's, there's, there's a, a lot. of names. Yeah, a lot of people in there. All right. Um, let's talk about our overall thoughts. So, Andrew, what did you think about The Last of Us? Well, uh, hold up. First of all, oh, I want to get this on. out of the way now. Okay. Who here has played the game? Okay, I've beaten the game four times, and I'm currently on my fifth playthrough. I've played it in 2013 after pre-ordering it and then played it again later that year after the they released a uh, DLC called The Left Behind, which is the, uh, I don't want to get into it until after spoilers, yep. but if you played the game, you know. Was it a PlayStation exclusive? PlayStation initially? 3 exclusive, yeah, yep. made by Sony Studios. Um, Naughty Dog developed it, same people that did Uncharted, and before that, Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you could say... That you are a fan of this series. I am a fan of the series. And then they had a re-release in 2014 on PS4. It was mm-hmm. how Naughty Dog basically were like, let's remaster this to get our you know feet wet on yeah. the PS4. Mm-hmm. I've replayed it to then. And they just released it on PS5, and I'm replaying it now again. <laughs> <laughs> it's also on a PC right now. So, yeah. anyways. Yeah. Steven, have you played it? I have not. I have, I have read some of it about some of it on Wikipedia yeah. many years ago prior to any of this existing. So I had some basic knowledge of it yeah. prior to, but... So back in 2013 when it came out, yeah. I heard many, many good things about it. And I did have a PS3 at the time. Mm-hmm. And I bought the game and I played basically to the first clicker engagement mm-hmm. um, that you have like in the in, you know, just whatever. It's, it still felt kind of like a tutorial mode-ish. It hadn't quite opened um, up at that point. But yeah. And I, it's not that I didn't like it. I think I just, I think at the time I was very anti-zombie stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Probably not for me, so I just kind of set it aside. I don't know if I still have the game, but it, I don't even have a PS3 anymore. But yeah, uh, so beyond that, beyond just like the first, I'll say like the intro to the story, yeah, um, which I had completely forgotten before I started watching this show. Right, um, I knew, don't know anything else about the story or anything that comes after it. Okay, well, I think what would be good for us in this episode is we'll wait till we get past the spoiler wall and get into before plot. we get in. We get into some. Some yeah. light comparisons. We really want yeah. to look yeah, at the yeah. show. Really, really as the bulk of the comparisons mm-hmm. are going to happen in plot. But, yeah, of course, but, or maybe yeah. entertainment. But yeah. generally, I'll just say it's a very good adaptation. It's a good of the story. So that, of the I game. think that's yeah. the main thing that I want to hear is how well did they follow it, and like where did where, sticking where did to they it change work, things? and where do they change yeah. things? Yeah, yeah, and we'll yeah. go over all that after the spoiler wall. But right mm-hmm. now, overall thoughts, Andrew, what do you think? I loved it. Okay, um, I th- like so going in knowing nothing about the story. Yeah. Um, I thought this was just probably one of the best pieces of television I've ever seen. Wow. Um, right. Like up there with Breaking Bad and a couple other, you know, handful of, of live action TV shows. I've, yeah. You know, I watch a lot of anime, but I try not to compare live action and anime too much. Sure. Just because it, it's just such a different it's kind of style. It's yeah. very yeah. different. So um, what, what made it so good to you? Um, it's just the the chemistry between Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal as mm-hmm. Joel and Ellie. They did 
such a fantastic job. One at casting and then also just their portrayal of the characters. Um, uh, Bella Ramsey plays a fantastic um, snarky teenager. Yeah. Uh, Um, She's she's very much so a teenager. Yeah. In in a, like in not in an annoying way. Like she definitely has. I take that. No, 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 no. She's just a teenager. Don't say that. (laughs) Don't caveat it. Um, Everything that it entails. Uh, but then Pedro Pascal did a great job. The um, the visuals are, are very, very good. There's a couple pieces where it's like, okay, clearly it's green screened or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which is acceptable, I think, for a TV show um, a lot of times. It's definitely better than the graphics that they had for Game of Thrones uh, or um, uh, House, House of the, the Dragon. Dragon. House yeah. of the Dragon, yeah. Uh, but honestly, beyond that, I mean, it was just like, I just loved it. Uh, like all the, because I really, I mean, uh, yeah, I've said it before on the on the cast, but I love to like be emotional and be and like cry and Andrew that kind of thing. Andrew likes to cry. Likes to I, be I in love his I, I love watching <laughs> he wants my to, favorite characters suffer. He wants to crack right. open a pint of ice cream and just bawl. yeah. And the best part about whenever like you know I like this, I really don't like it whenever my favorite characters have to suffer repeatedly. And right. this this did both of those. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, I I just it was great. Cool. I, I loved it. The music was great. Graphics, I mean, the, the visuals were great. Yeah. Acting great. Uh, yeah, there we go. Top marks. Steven, <laughs> what did you think? Uh, I liked it. So I was actually sitting here imagining Pedro Pascal's relief at not having to build chemistry with a puppet. <laughs> like what, what, a, what a moment to just be like, oh, my gosh, there's another person. Yeah. I get to interact with I, when you said another that, individual. I, I pictured a very like, cheap foam Ellie as a Muppet. Like, <laughs> or like a little sock, sock puppet. Sock puppet. Yeah. <laughs> Joel. But yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. it, was, it was good. I think they did a very good job at building up relationships. So I think where the show really shines is they do a great job of, throughout the season, creating a good build like a natural chemistry of their relationship mm-hmm. and how it develops. But they also did a really good job of hitting you with small bits of other characters and their relationships and establishing them very quickly, getting your feet set on who they are, what they want, why they want it, what they're going to do. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's something that a lot of shows where they can fall down on is maybe with their main characters. Yeah. They're real loving. They really understand it. And then they, you know, the door kicks open and here's generic McVillain man twirling his mustache. And it's like Lord we, humongous. Well, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, basically Lord humongous. Yes. And that's, that's the big thing with this show is they do such a fantastic job at building up these side characters that you're only in the show from at max two episodes. Mm-hmm. And giving you, yeah, like kind of what their motivations are, like the emotional well, stakes just, that they're involved they very with. Very quickly, and, yeah. and even things where you're kind of like, maybe this person isn't who, no, no, they are who I thought they yeah. were. Yeah, yeah, and there's um, like two, there's two characters that, you know, we'll bring up in the spoiler wall um, in a bit that just like absolutely killed it for the yeah. for their performance as essentially villains. Yeah, uh, honestly, there's a, there's a pretty solid handful of, of characters. I and mean, there's, you know, again, post-apocalyptic setting, and we have the the infection, the fungal. The, yeah, the, the, cordyceps. The virulent athlete's foot, if you will. <laughs> uh, that, it, it, 
Oh, go ahead. That is the problem, yeah. but really, at the end of the day, humans are the real monsters. Yes, right? uh, as always. As, as all post-apocalyptic settings teach us. Yeah, and since we did mention cordyceps, um, if you want an absolutely terrifying experience, just go to YouTube and oh, look yeah. up what cordyceps do to ants. It's it's insane. And they play some clips of that in the early episodes of the mm-hmm. show. Oh, the first, yeah, the first episode just like, talks about... Oh, it's terrifying. It just makes you concept. wonder, like, when this show happens, you're like, man, I feel like this could happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're not that far away. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Uh, I loved it. Um, definitely, you know, as someone who's a fan of the game, yeah. you know, I came into it with some some trepidation initially when they announced mm-hmm. they were doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because, uh, you know, just from one from what I've seen now, but then also just from what people have said, like this is considered one of the best single player experiences you could ever have on a game system. It, it is, especially in 2013. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, you know, expand on that enough. Like in yeah. 2013, this was like, oh, my God what is this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of people that did not like it in 2013 because of that. Because Just because it was so intense. It was, well, it was just different. Yeah. It was like, the other thing I think that a lot of people struggled with was the, um, it came out at a time, and I'm trying to remember the exact, you know, what else was coming around, mm-hmm. out around the time, but there were a lot of like, games that were letting you choose your path in the story yeah. and a lot of open world stuff. And this is definitely a linear story mm-hmm. that has a path it is on. Yep. There's no like multiple choice telltale style game. Yeah, you just, you just get to do it. It is. And so I think there's a lot of people that there, there are some big decisions that happen well, in this well, game for the, the longest time. The big phenomenon has been open world, right. et cetera, et mm-hmm. cetera. And well, so the, people, a lot of people probably were like, Oh, I really just wanted to be able to choose the other way. I or, wanted to do that. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is our vision. Mm-hmm. It's being so that was one thing that people came up against. But I, I as soon as I heard they were uh, you know adapting it, I was I was like oh okay. And then when they said they're doing a TV show instead of a movie, I was like fantastic because yeah. then at least you get multiple episodes. You have a lot more runway, a lot of time. You get, you get to, about eight hours worth of content instead yeah. of like two. Because if could you imagine trying to take this story Impossible. and push it down to two hours, Impossible. which was an original pitch that happened oh, back no in, way. yeah, back in the day they were trying <laughs> after, to, after seeing what, what the story was, no way, No, there's no way. Right. Yeah. And then when they announced, um, the casting initially, I was like, mm, okay. Cause I was like, Pedro Pascal looks like Joel or mm-hmm. he could look like Joel. I was yeah. like, but he, and you know, he's got kind eyes. He's Pedro <laughs> Pascal. He's the internet's daddy, right? He's heartthrob. He is. And <laughs> Joel in the game is a hard man. Yeah. He's not like, a daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and so I was like, mm, I'm worried that like the, the same dynamics not going to be there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think, I think he did a fantastic job. I think Bella Ramsey, who again, I was like, Oh, she didn't really look like Ellie to me, but okay. As soon as I saw her in costume and heard her speak, mm-hmm. she got the voice perfect. Man, compared every to what, time yeah. she talks in an interview and I'm like, you are not American. No. Yeah. She's <laughs> oppressively Scottish. I think. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, uh, Somewhere within the UK. Yeah. 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 And it, it just always throws me every time because she, she portrays just that kind of yeah. like snarky American teenager so well. Yeah. But I, I think overall the, the show is very good. I, I love this show. It, it definitely remixes some elements from the game mm-hmm. and it punches up some elements and doesn't hit as hard on other ones. So yeah. for me, it's like a, it's like a 50, 50 mm-hmm. like there. There'd be like one episode I watched. I'm like, mm, game did that better. The next episode, like mm, show did that better, <laughs> you know? And so to me, honestly, it's, it's almost a perfect companion piece to go yeah. along with the game. So if you've played the game and you haven't watched the show yet, I would, I would highly encourage you to give it a shot. It's uh, to me, 
easily the best video game adaptation that's ever happened, like compared to everything else that's, you know, I mean, I'm trying to come up with most video game adaptations are not, I mean, is Sonic the best prior to this? (sighs) It's probably... Yeah, I mean we got. It's Mar- not really a faithful well, cause, cause, well, cause adaptation that's the thing, of the game. It's, yeah. it's not yeah. an adaptation. They just brought the character. Uh, the the right, closest, yeah. honestly, the closest adaptation to the game that I could think of would be like the Street Fighter anime, like movie that yeah. they came out with. And even then, there's still some problems with it. I was gonna say we're right about yeah. the old uh, the '90s Mortal Kombat movie. It's pretty good. Well, let's make it PG-13 so we can't have any fatalities. (laughs) So so kind of going back to The Last of Us, I do remember Neil uh, basically saying in an interview that um, him basically, you know, one, writing the game Mm -hmm. and then being able to come back to the same story, I'll I'll say like nine years later, to where he can, he's had time to think about some of the things that he would like to change for for the Mm -hmm. game, but you can't really change it when it's already in production. No, yeah. So now he had basically another chance to change some of the stuff that he felt was a better choice. Well, and I mean, just to be honest, like the world has changed in the past decade. And so like, there are definitely some characters that get punched up and more attention in the show mm-hmm. that I think okay. they, you know, I, if he made the game now, he would probably do the game exactly how he did the well, show. Well, I, I feel yeah. like you, know you I mean? see that now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so there, there's a lot of stuff that's like wh- where the show does better than the game. I'm kind of grading on a curve. Cause it's like, again, you've had 10 years to, to really like massage the story in your mind. Yeah. And the hindsight of 2020 of being like, Mm, that worked here. Yeah. Know, this And there's other stuff that uh, they remix that we'll get into after the spoiler wall that's like more of a like, well, this works in a game because you're actually controlling the you're character the one in and doing it. it. Yeah. And in a show, that wouldn't make any sense. So mm-hmm. why would we do that here? But I like overall, I think it's it's just well acted. It was well shot, well edited. The music's fantastic. And they stuck pretty close to the script of the game. Like I would say mm-hmm. 95% of the way there, 90%. Okay. Like really most of the things they remixed and changed, they just expanded on. Yeah. That were happening. like audio logs or something that you'd find yeah. because like the game is just through Joel's perspective, period. It's, yeah. Joel and Ellie, they focus pretty much yeah. on those two characters the whole way through. So like anytime in this series where we cut away to anything else that's added, mm-hmm. like in the game, it might be like you find a newspaper and yeah. it has an article that you you know see and that they spun out into a whole scene mm-hmm. in, in the show. So I, I like all that. That's why I say it's a really good companion piece. Yeah. Like to me, again, I'm replaying the game for like the fifth time. I'm like halfway <laughs> through it right now. And like, I'm already catching certain things that they, they didn't do in the show, but then also seeing extra stuff they added in the show that to me adds to both yeah. on the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So would you recommend this show, Andrew? hundred percent. Um, but only if, uh, <laughs> only if you are ready for a hard watch, you better be ready for a, <laughs> Drama, some tension. Yeah. Uh, there's some some pretty hard scenes to watch, both from uh, you know like a violence perspective and also from like oh my heart. Yeah, th- there's there's so, definitely a lot of yeah. uh, tugging at the heartstrings multiple times. Like the the first couple episodes, like I'll say the first like four episodes are are gonna hit. Yeah, yeah like they just really like, hard. Boom, 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 and then yeah. kind of it, the show almost kind of relaxes after a point and is like, all right, I've beaten you up, I've roughed you up, let's just kind of do some. <laughs> Some like here, here's the breath things. before we just beat you up again. Yeah, let's, let's do some post-apocalyptic things. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Stephen, you recommend it? You think? Uh, yeah, I mean, with the caveats that we're listing here, right? You know, this is not just like, uh, oh, you know, I got a free Friday and I'll pop some popcorn yeah. and see what this is all about. Like, you, you need to be ready for this going in. Uh, it, they're here to hit you and hit you hard. Yeah, same thing with the, like the rewatchable rewatchability. Like, I would definitely rewatch the the show, but you have to really be in the mood for it. Be in the mood, yeah. 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 And I would say, like, with, with 
with people, I would recommend it. Number one, if you've played the game, you have to watch the show. It's it's going to mm-hmm. be great. You probably already have. <laughs> <laughs> this is also another great tool where you can basically recommend this now to someone who before it was like, well, I don't have a PlayStation 3. Right. Or, yeah, this, yeah. This is just another games. way to consume yeah. the story in a good way, and yeah. it's done well. With it with it being available on PC, that helps as well. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. helps so the, the accessibility. I, I, think I think my we, wife is going to pick up playing the game. Well, good luck to her. I, I would say, yeah, <laughs> like if, if you want to play the game, uh, the, the new version that's out on PC and PS5 has a lot of options and settings you can go into. Oh, that's and right, so yeah. if you get into it and you're like, I want to see where the story goes, but these stealth sections are too hard or the combat's too hard. Mm-hmm. You can turn the combat and the stealth down. You can turn how healthy, you know, how, how much health Joel has up. Yeah. But the biggest thing I would say is I would recommend anybody playing it on whatever platform crank up the difficulty on the scarceness of resources because that's the best part about survival yeah. style whole, games. This is supposed to be a survival game. Yeah. yeah. On, on the normal setting and easy setting, you're getting so much stuff. You're crafting like guns that can kill anything like early in the game mm-hmm. and it kind of ruins a lot of that mm-hmm. that tension and the dramatic like i don't have enough stuff so like that would be my recommendation is like crank that slider all the way up yep have you ever encountered something that you didn't know was precious but now you die for it <laughs> SpoilersIntendedPodcast.com with all their great content could be that for you. That's right. Check oh out. Oh my God. <laughs> That's right. If you want to hear all of our previous episodes, SpoilersIntendedPodcast.com has got the content for you, along with links to things like our Discord, Patreon, and socials. Yeah, and on our Discord, we would love it if you join us in there. It's free. Come on in. Stay a while. We got discussions on episodes that we, we do. We have discussions on things we're watching, things we're listening to, what we're playing. We have a hobby corner. We, we talk a little bit about all, everything. All there. sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if you if Discord's not your thing, but you like to be on social media, we also have that. We're old, so we only have two. We only have Instagram and Facebook. No Twitters. Sorry. Okay, and we're back, and that means we are past the spoiler wall. So from now on, it's all spoilers. You mean the quarantine was, zone? Yes, oh, Andrew QZ. took it from me. You have now left the quarantine zone. <laughs> the spoiler zone. How could you miss that? Yeah, it was the lowest it hanging was right fruit there, the whole time, floating out there for you. <laughs> I can't believe I missed it. I'm, I'm leaving. I actually get out of here. I actually think less. No, of don't. You now. You're running the board. Stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only one that knows how these work. <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's start off with a little bit of trivia before we get into uh, our review. So uh, four actors from the game star in the series adaptation. Uh, Merle Dandridge reprises her role from the video games as Marlene. So that's the actress. Oh, that's lady cool. That's cool. That I didn't, did I didn't the, know that she was part of the, um, the game. Yeah. 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 She, uh, she, it makes she, more sense why she's so emotional at the connection between right. that. Yeah. 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 It makes yeah. a lot more sense now. Yeah. So after the finale, by the way, there's like a little uh, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. which, by the way, at the end of each episode, there's one. If you didn't watch those, you, you, you definitely need to. You got to go back. They're yeah. really good. Uh, yeah, so she she did the both both the voiceover and the motion capture. Oh for, wow! Yeah, I was I was worried about that too because I was like, I was like she's she's really getting worked up for you know like the fifteen minutes she was on screen here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ashley Johnson, who uh, played Ellie in both games, mm-hmm. Last of Us one and two. Uh, she plays Anna in the series. Who's her is mom? Ellie's mom. 
uh, Troy Baker, who played Joel, uh, played James. He was the like the right hand man of the. Um, uh, He's Dave. the oh, dude that got the cleaver leave. in the neck. Yeah, he got the cleaver in the neck. <laughs> oh, never mind. Okay, I, th- I was thought you were going to go with Kansas City, but you're going with the uh, the, the, the Colt. The Colt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, not the, the main guy, David. But um, yeah. Yeah, 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 not uh, not Chris Kringle. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then uh, Jeffrey Pierce, who played Joel's brother Tommy in the games. Uh, plays Perry in the show, which Perry was in the um, uh, the Boston Cheesy. Yeah, the the guy with the gray beard, the really uh, the uh, right hand man of of the lady that was running. Oh, the, Chris uh, Kringle. Okay, yeah. yeah you, okay. I, well, I said Sorry. Boston, Kansas, Kansas, Kansas. You're jumping around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He's the dude. He's the like the competent second in command yes. in Kansas City. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That guy played Tommy in the games. Joel's brother. Oh, oh interesting. Okay. Yeah, what that's a, really cool. What so a role did, swap. Yeah. They did, well, they did a really good job of like getting everyone or a lot of them giving people. them roles that they fit into. Yeah. Well, I mean, for for some of them, you know, there was the same role, and yeah. then we had kind of like the connected roles, and then it's just kind of like we want you in here, but. You know, you just don't fit this anymore. Yeah. So you're just gonna be you're just gonna be a dude that has a big gray beard and be the enforcer. Yeah. Yeah. Character Which I like I liked his character a lot. I thought, yeah, I thought they were good so, characters. While we're on that subject, according to Neil Druckmann, Anna's storyline, which Anna's Ellie's mother, yeah. uh-huh. uh it is lifted from a planned DLC that never came to fruition. So mm. they had like okay. a lot of these ideas for like what they would do. So was that scene in the game? No. Oh. Yeah, that was completely new. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So does the game ever go into her immunity and like why it exists. Does no. It, okay. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah. I wondered about how much of like the background info that they said in the show you got in the game or vice versa. Because I like obviously like Joel can't know everything that happened in 2003, right? Yeah. Like it's not possible for yeah. him to know exactly you know, where did it start? Where, how does it right. work? So I was wondering about that. I was like, does, is there, if you played the game, do you have more knowledge of it or not? Or, you know, well, specifically you, you, you probably do get a little more knowledge of like, how things happened, but uh-huh. usually it's like you're in a house and you find like a note. Right. And the person that wrote the note, like, was like, I don't know what's going on. You know, this yeah. is happening here. The government says this, blah, 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 blah. But with Ellie, and I could be wrong. I don't, I don't think when Marlene's having the conversation with Joel in the hospital that she says what she does in, in the show where oh. she talks about, they found, they know they, in the, in the game, it's very like, we think this might make a cure. Yeah. We don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, gotcha. it's a little more so amorphous. It's, so yeah. So if it, it's if it's less concrete, it actually makes his decision at the end to make a whole maybe a whole lot more sense from his perspective. Yeah, yeah. I, than, see, that's what I was wondering. Then it being so concrete for the show, where it's just like, hey, guess what? <laughs> yeah. I know you. You said that she can but, save humanity with this. I'm going to murder everyone. Let's let's save that for plot because <laughs> I have a lot to say on that with how it compares <laughs> to the game and stuff. Uh, but uh, another th- so in the in the games uh, the fungus is spreading through spores in the air, and there's a lot of sections where you have to put on like a, a oh, gas really? mask. And uh, make it, okay, uh, that see I wondered about that too. That makes way more sense. I was like, it's a fungus; sense. it shouldn't be able so, to like be airborne. For the show, they were replaced with these tendrils, and Neil Druckmann explained that this was a deliberate decision he made early on during the show's development, as he wanted to make the world a little more believable and the fungus a little more frightening. So I guess visually, it's a more like oh, Ugh. Uh, yeah. Well, well, it's also you spare you know your actors are like okay, here's the episode where we wear gas masks for that, forty minutes, you know. It wasn't said, but I wonder if COVID didn't have like a, a play in that too of like we don't want to have another possible. airborne yeah. you know I, type thing. I, which I think that's I think that's a good choice. I, I will say yeah. from that perspective, the spread within the game makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, I have I have objections to the speed of spread in the show. Well and in the game it's it's obviously you get if you get bitten, yeah. You right, yeah but yeah. then like when these in in the game when when a person the the stages of infection are basically 
you're basically running around angry. Uh-huh. Right? That's the first stage. Yeah. Then you become like uh, like a level up of that, but not quite a clicker yet. Yeah. You have like fungus coming out of your head mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh-huh. And then you have the clickers that, you know, can't even um, see anymore. Yeah. They just hear. Then you have the bloaters, which is that big dude yeah, from yeah. that one episode. And then uh, at some point in that process, if you die or whatever, a lot of times, like, their bodies would be up against the wall. Mm-hmm. You just start emitting spores. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that's, like, that, the... That's why I figured, yeah. The way it kind of, in the game, yeah. like, spreads is, like, if you get into that area and you inhale it, you mm-hmm. turn or whatever. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, The Last of Us in 2013 has won over 200 Game of the Year awards, making it one of the most acclaimed and successful games of all Has time. there been 200 years since uh, since 2013? Well, but from different publications, I, I know. It's, it's a joke. It's a Quit, joke. Stop being pedantic. <laughs> oh, no, I think that year it won 200 from di- 200 different outlets. How many How how many outlets they probably count for games? Billy Bob's Basement. I was going to say, yeah. like, like, there's like four. Did this blog say this was their Game of the Year? That's in that Yeah, clock. that's probably what they did. I have no it's idea It's like what Five Guys that. does. Yes. <laughs> Whenever you go to their you go to their things like best burger in Milwaukee, <laughs> according yeah. to Five Guys' mom. What? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so the last little bit of trivia, then we'll get into uh, spectacle. Is uh, on March sixteenth, twenty fourteen. So that's like about a year, roughly after the game came out. Maybe uh-huh. not quite a year. Sony Pictures announced that Screen Gems would distribute a film adaptation of The Last of Us, Ooh. written by Neil Druckmann and produced by Sam Raimi. Now, by January 2015, Druckmann had written the script's second draft, performed a read-through with some actors, but very little work actually occurred following that because Druckmann stated in April 2016 that the film had entered development hell. Uh, In November 2016, Raimi stated that the film was at a standstill after Sony had a disagreement with Druckmann. Uh, actress Good Maisie, job, Neil. Yeah. Yeah, stand by your guns. Actress Maisie Williams expressed enthusiasm to play Ellie and was in talks with both Druckmann and Raymond. Okay, I remember role. that. I remember when yeah, I do remember Williams Maisie Williams being put around us. Yeah. And then, yeah, they waited. And in March 2020, development for the ad- adaptation was restarted by a television series by Sony Pictures Television and HBO. Right. Which is the right call. Clearly the better call. Because yeah. we've seen what Sony Pictures did with, like, Uncharted, right? And <laughs> it's like... Don't. Yeah, we so have an episode you we, can go we, listen we, to yeah, right yes. now. Yes. Your opinions. So th- that's what I think is is crazy to me is that Sony, being a Japanese company, is divided up very differently mm-hmm. than a lot of American people are used to. Where like Sony Japan and PlayStation, right, are one division. Yeah. Then you have Sony uh, Pictures, which is like the film division. Then you have Sony Pictures Television, that's like the TV division, mm-hmm. and like. Just because someone like Neil Druckmann has a lot of pull at PlayStation, yeah, doesn't mean that that's going to give him a lot of pull with someone at Sony Pictures Television. Yeah, hence the Uncharted movie happening with you know like the way it did. And <laughs> yeah, so I'm really glad they avoided the development hell that like that movie mm-hmm. went on and instead instead decided to go with like a TV show. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into it. Let's go to Spectacle. Who wants to start off? I want Steven. I want to hear Steven. You want to hear my opinions? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. I, th- I thought it was very well shot. I think they make really good use of kind of what I would call like classic horror or tension tropes of, mm-hmm. you know, flashlight in a dark room, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that once we get further out west, but even within Boston sometimes, you get some really nice sweeping sets of, you know, destruction and kind of the, the regrowth. And uh, again, as you go out west, you get a couple more opportunities of kind of the you know, more interesting shots with you know, them on the yeah. horse or whatnot. Unless you're 10 miles away from Boston, which is, like, clearly Canada, but, well, you know. Well, you know, we don't... <laughs> hey, you know. 
I don't get in, I don't get into that. Too I, I lived in Boston. But see, the thing is, <laughs> I'm sorry. When I when I saw some of those clips, every bit I take that I back. I didn't see a setting where it was like they just exited Boston and looked like it should have been Alberta. Well, no, but I mean, it, it said ten miles west of Boston. I missed that. When no, it, it absolutely said ten yeah, miles when? west, uh, like they? the like the second episode. It's like oh. yeah, two or three. Yeah, oh, I don't see. I don't. Re- I was looking for that because I remember we talked about it being there. Yeah, and then I missed it. Apparently, uh, no, it was episode three. And that's what it was because okay. that because when it was Bill and Frank's story. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, that didn't look. I don't know what you know. I, obviously, ten miles out of Boston. That I, probably maybe not the city center. Maybe the <laughs> suburbs of Boston. Yeah, it depends on where their version of Boston right, ends. Right. Yeah, like the, the Bo- yeah. ten miles beyond the Boston metropolitan area. Maybe I believe it. Yeah, but it's getting kind of far. But not out. not it's city very, center. Very rural. Yeah, not yeah. not where the Constitution is. Yeah, no, Boston's a really small town. Anyway, Steven, spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was good. You know, I think they. It looked like they did a good job of, if not minimizing the CGI used, mm-hmm. they did a good job of hiding it a lot. And yeah. again, you, you get to cheat, right? Dark. We're we're being chased by clickers in a dark room, and we have some windows where we have some really bright light, so it's just a silhouette. So it could just be a dude in a rubber suit, and it doesn't matter. Well, get away so with their their costume easily. work for all of the infected was phenomenal. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I think yeah. they did a good job of using that where they could, as opposed to just relying on we'll fix it in post. You know. Yeah. Well, apparently the bloater from episode five was it took like like eight or nine hours for him to like get. In, in makeup, in makeup, so, and costume, so yeah. and it's like a fifty pound. Was the bloater the really big dude that yes. comes out of the hole? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. he he looked like a boss fight. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, <laughs> he this was. feels like a boss fight. <laughs> that that whole scene was pretty much straight out of a video game. Well, it was remixed. The bloater wasn't. Yes. Yeah. It's a boss fight, but it's, it happens at a different point. Yeah, in the story. yeah, yeah. Right. Well, but just it, like it absolutely of, felt like a boss fight. It, it did. It had well, Joel, like up in the the basically watchtower, shooting down that kind of thing. It definitely felt. I was oh, like, oh, this is just felt out, like this the mini game, game where yeah, you yeah, had to protect yeah, yeah. Ellie by yeah. by shooting the, the the infected off of her as she's trying to make the run. That felt like yeah. something that happens in a game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then 100. you know you have like the quotation marks quick time event where she's like struggling against one and you're just trying to like yeah yeah. Uh, for me, spectacle I thought was um, pretty phenomenal. The the yeah. costume was the costumes were great. Uh, I loved you know all of the the once we got out west, all the sweeping shots of the mountains and the forests and yeah. everything were just beautiful. Absolutely. And um, uh, the the way that they shot a lot of the I'll say like the more infected parts whenever they fight the or escape the clickers at the beginning mm. of the like kind of in like the museum or whatever. Yeah. Um, was just they. Just really well done with like the tension and because an obfuscation of kind of like their perspective and then trying to figure figure out where like the actual clickers were in the room yeah. while this was happening. And obviously, you know, they have to be quiet. So, you, you know, you have just that you can just cut it with the knife. Yeah. Like, it's, ah, it's just great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think they did a really good job. Uh, I think the, the biggest compliment I can give them is that they really, really nailed the feel and the mood of the game, mm-hmm. like completely, yeah. like every every set, like like the one right there where they're sneaking through the museum with the mm-hmm. clickers, is very close to what the game looked like. It's the, some of the um, again, this is like a, a game thing. Like a lot of the countertops in the game are lower because yeah. it's a cover shooter. You're covering behind. Yes, yeah, so you, yes, yeah, so you need to be able to like right. So you can, but you got to be able to see over it. Whereas yeah. in in the show, it's like a full length, you know, mm-hmm. full size uh, display that goes up to the ceiling or whatever. Yeah. So there was like a little changes here and there, but like the the you know dilapidation of the area and like the the way the lighting mm-hmm. was done is very reminiscent of how the game was. So that was another thing where they did a really good job of having that dramatic 
creepy lighting and a lot yeah. of stuff. And yeah, I agree with you. Like the costume design was really good. The, I mean, like I, I feel like a lot of the clickers and stuff were, were practical. Yeah. No, like they were. Of that, yeah. 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 A so lot like, of the, like the, the head so, fungus stuff yeah. was practical. Really the only like CGI stuff that they did was just basically all of the green screening for road and rotoscoping for the, the larger like dilapidated cities and yeah. stuff. And, and that you can definitely tell, you know, yeah. you, we, it's one of those things where like, we know, that yeah. Kansas City doesn't look like this. Right. So, like, it's easier to see the seams there because, like, we're very familiar with, like, maybe not Kansas City, but, like, the landscape yeah. of, like, Boston and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I think in those those instances, even though you could tell it was green screen, it was done well. It was. It, it yeah. wasn't, like, it, it wasn't like Yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't jarring like a lot of the House of Dragon stuff was. No, yeah. It, yeah, it, absolutely it, it, not. It Okay, yeah. well, let's move on to performance. Um, Steven, what did you think about the performance? Are you going to make me start this again? You start I, again. I, I can, I mean, Andrew, Andrew, no, 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 just, just for that, I'm going to take all your points. <laughs> I'll punish. There, there are no points you can take that I won't make better. That's, oh, wow. oh, oh, that's <laughs> challenge. Got him. <laughs> so for the show as a whole, right, mm -hmm. Pedro and Bella do a lot of the heavy lifting here in terms yep. of if they don't have chemistry, the show is not nearly as good. It doesn't work. There's, yeah. The yeah, impact doesn't is work. not there. But I think what really impressed me was not that they did a good job. I mean, I expect good things from Pedro Pascal at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just kind of like you should be able to do well here. Like, I expect this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the thing that really stood out to me was all of the side characters that they brought in mm -hmm. and – how well they chose people because they seem to all handle the role very well and come off in the type of character they wanted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I want to shout out here, Melanie Linsky as a uh, Kathleen Coughlin. Oh yeah. So yeah. This is the, this is the Kansas the, she's city. Uh, from New Zealand. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the, the Kansas city revolutionary mm -hmm. because she really nailed the line of like slightly unhinged, <laughs> Uh, unhinged is a uh, light word there. But, but the thing is, she's un, she's she's like collapsed. Like, like internally, things are falling apart, breaking and bouncing around. But externally, she seems very controlled. Yeah. Very like calm spoken. You know, like she's that kind of menacing where they speak very measured, mm -hmm. practiced words as they go. And they're telling you, I am going to kill every one of you. Yeah, and right? you know it's you, and you, you know, know she's 100% telling the truth. Yeah. yeah. And see, I want to really point out that I'm glad you shouted her out because I thought she did great too. Uh -huh. A lot of online backlash about her. Really? Everybody is saying that like she was miscast, oh, that she no. was too mousy and too like Oh, oh it's, it's a Okay, but, but listen. That's that's a good contrast though yeah. of how she looks and how like what her actions actually end up being. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah I, I thought she it, killed it. Like, like I thought she was like chilling the whole time cuz yeah. I was like, "Oh, this girl is unhinged." Like anytime yeah, it, it almost is more unsettling because she's not like the the Perry guy with the big Santa Claus beard. Yeah. You know? But like it well, anytime that you can get a character on screen who's like looks like the kindly old grandfather and then he slits the throat, mm -hmm. right? You're like, okay, that's a good contrast. This is the same type of contrast. This is girl next door who's a psycho. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. Well and and the thing is too is that uh, just because of like when we are inserted into her specific story, mm -hmm. like that like three nights ago essentially like they had just taken over the the Fedra of um, QZ. QZ. So mm -hmm. like, it, and probably, you know, probably a day before that her brother was murdered. And like, that's why that was the catalyst that, you know, made all this happen. And yeah. like, so she is still coming to terms with the fact that one, her brother's dead, that they took over, that she's in charge now. And she has to find, um, Sam. 
Henry. Henry and, and Henry. Sam. Henry, Henry and, and Sam. Sam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and now she has to find Henry. Well, she doesn't. The thing is, she doesn't have to find. She, she wants, wants to yeah, find. Like that, that, to the that detriment revenge. of other plans. Yep. Yeah. And I think that was the. Because again, we don't, you know, like the our main characters don't have any of this background. They don't get any of this background given to them. Yeah. And it's not really spelled out to the viewer either. And you have to pick it up from the clues of what's going on. So you have to have a sell that performance in order to get this across that, hey, this person's a, probably the villain here yeah. and not, like, going to help him out, right? Yeah. Well, and, oh, man, she just did so good. Uh, so I'm going to pick it up here. Go for it. Yeah, go um, for it. I have to, you know, we Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal obviously did a great job. Um, and But I have to shout out to the other major villain, I'll say, out of the out of the show, Scott Shepard as David, um, basically leader of the cult. Mm, interesting, because I think the game version of David's way better. Well, than see, this. that's the thing. I don't have any, yeah, I don't have any context. But, um, but I think he yeah. did a great job. Oh, man. He did. He did a really like, good job. The, the scene of him trying to, like, suede Ellie into, like, joining him and becoming his, you know, really creepy teenage wife or whatever. Um, totally what just, he was going for. Oh, 100%. But it's, uh, like, just that entire exchange with them really sold, like, one, how absolutely psychopathic this guy well, is. Well, their, their conversation in, like, the barn mm-hmm. when they're waiting for the guy to come back with the medicine, I was, like, I was having the moments, like, okay, so is this guy, like, really nice or is he, is really, he like really bad? Balanced? Is he actually, like... A, a reasonable person? Is he, no, no, this dude is, this dude's messed up. Well, the second yeah. that he was like, um, he kind of like hinted at the fact that it's like, and you know, the guy that murdered our friend was with a girl. And I'm like, oh, yep, this yeah, is where yeah, this yeah, is going. Like, oh, yeah. other shoes, other <laughs> shoes dropping here. Yeah, yeah. So, so Ryan, just because you have yeah. context, like what's, what was the difference? It, it wasn't so much in what he said. It was more the delivery. I feel like in the game, uh, David is played by Nolan North, who actually does Nathan Drake in the Uncharted games. So oh, wow. they, they okay. brought him in as David. And it was crazy because um, most of the time when Nolan North is a voice in a video game, he just sounds like Nolan North mm-hmm. to some degree, like different shades of it. Yeah. And when he was David, I did not catch it was who it was. Mm-hmm. And he was much more kind and trusting at the front, Yeah, I feel like. Like in the game, at least, like you, you don't really go, mm, I don't trust this guy until like a little later. And then when he does make that turn, it gets even creepier. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm playing through it again and I haven't gotten to that part mm-hmm. in the, in the replay. So, so you'll have a little bit more of like I'll have a, a little more perspective yeah. now I've seen this. But I, I felt like when I, when I watched that episode, I was like, he did pretty good, but I didn't come away with the same like, um, well, I, I think nature that I did from the from the game. I yeah. think just because Scott Shepard has, he does have a very nice face. Yeah, but it like like kind, but then whenever you get into that, um, like where you know he, you can definitely see like the turn of like, oh, this is who this person is. Yeah, like you can also be like, oh, I can also see it. You know, like right. Yeah. It's like you know, I uh, I knew all along. Kind I knew of, all yeah. along. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I want to shout out uh, while we're on performance. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, first off, top level, right? I think Joel and Ellie with Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey was definitely different than their portrayals in the game mm-hmm. to a degree. Yeah. But it works really, really well because of the chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. yeah. And so like with, with Joel, especially like, a um, like Pedro Pascal, again, being the internet's daddy and being like a nicer <laughs> guy, I feel like in the game, when Joel goes from being this really tough man to that turn, mm-hmm. to like caring about Ellie, it hits harder because you don't really 
see it coming quite as much. Yeah. yeah. You do to a degree, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you get where the story is going, but like when it happens to me, it hits a lot harder than in the, in the show where you're like, well, yeah, Pedro Pascal is going to be the cool guy. Like, yeah, you know, like, great uncle. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's, that's fair within that. I think, I think they both did great. And again, Bella Ramsey nails the voice of Ellie mm-hmm. who originally was played by Ashley Johnson and who really like made the character that like Bella is basically creating on screen. Yeah. Uh, other people want to shout out. Number one is Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett. Mm-hmm. Yep. They weren't going to get out of here unscathed. No, of course not. No, no, no. They, they were, they were both. Unscathed. Unscathed. <laughs> you heard me. You heard me. Uh, they were both fantastic. Uh, they, um, they basically were episode three. I mean, well, they, they were, and they were like, they were, that they were like the initial, that was the initial episode where I was like, oh, this, this series is something special. So that all is not in the game. Yeah. It's all a fresh creation. In, in the video game, basically, you meet Bill. Mm-hmm. Like Bill's alive. You, he and Ellie don't get along at all. It's great. <laughs> so you get a lot of interactions with Bill, and um, you essentially, through talking with Bill, find out that his quote-unquote partner, like mm-hmm. they keep it kind of veiled in the yeah, game. Right. Again, this is 2013, yeah. 2013 yeah. right? Uh basically like ran off and he's, you know, I don't care what happened to him kind of type yeah. thing. And then later you find he's like basically killed himself, hung himself in the living room mm-hmm. and he left a note for Bill. Uh-huh. And like, so you as Joel find all this and uh-huh. then you, you tell Bill later, yeah. you know, and kind of like, Hey dude, you know, yeah. Sorry about, you know, this mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's, it's very like, I would say hush hush. It's, it's mm-hmm. not like really, in your face yeah. about the, the homosexual relationship, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's what it is. Like, and in the games, it's like they were scared to fully go there. Yeah. Again, but 2013. In the DLC that left behind, mm-hmm. when they have Ellie go to the mall, yeah. that was all DLC, that whole the whole episode, yeah. was basically, they do get into that. Yeah. And that's where the game got a lot of hate because a lot of people oh, are whatever. just, you know what they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the internet is terrible. They are. People. Yeah. Um, anyways, I want to shout out Nico Parker, who plays Sarah Miller, Joel's daughter. Oh yeah, like I mean, for thirty minutes she, she killed did it. Great, yeah. yeah. That's Thandy Newton's daughter. I don't know who that is. Thandy Newton from um, a bunch of stuff: Rock and Rolla, Westworld. Um, These are a lot of words that I don't know. How do yeah. you not know nope. Thandy Newton? You no. know Thandy Newton. She's no. in Mission Impossible too. <laughs> uh, Just look her up right now. Oh, oh, is she the she the love interest in, in yeah, Mission she's Impossible too? Um, what else is she in that you would have seen? <laughs> She was in a bunch of stuff. Well, I just recently watched Mission Impossible 2, so I do know her now, I now that she said that. Anyways, no, no, he's going to be wrong. She looks exactly like Thandie Newton, and so when I saw it, I was like, that looks like Thandie Newton's kid or something, and then later I looked it up, I was it like, is. oh, that's Thandie Newton's <laughs> kid. Uh, so Lamar Johnson yep. and uh, um, Kevon Woodard yeah. Yeah. did phenomenal, uh, especially, like, the, the final kind of scene with um, with oh, Sam man. and Ellie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Another thing I think the game may have done a little better, but... Rude. Really? That is yeah. so rude. Well, I don't <laughs> no, know. No, no, I don't view that as rude. I view that as, wow, what does the game have up its sleeve? So <laughs> the difference there, and this is spoilers for the game, so mm-hmm. if you haven't played it, then fast forward 30 seconds. La, 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 <laughs> la. Yeah. Uh, in the game, he's not deaf, probably because you couldn't walk around keeping an eye on him as you're talking while you're walking down yeah. hallways and stuff. Uh, uh, and there's this, so for that specific moment in the game, she doesn't take her blood and try to like cure yeah, him. Right. Yeah. What happens is he basically starts asking her the same questions of like, you know, when you turn, do you think it's still, still us you, inside? Yeah. And Ellie's like, honestly, no, you know? And he starts asking her about like, uh, do you think there's like an afterlife? Yeah. Like what? And she's, and she's like, like, no, no. And like, it's real cold. Uh-huh. And, but she's like being honest with him. And you think it's because 
their mom died. Yeah. You don't know he's been bit. Oh. And so he's asking because he's thinking, he's, he's trying to like, I'm about to turn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the scene ends, they go to bed. She never knows he's bit and wakes up and he's freaking out. And it's like, Oh wow. And so for me that hit a lot more. Cause when you realize why he was asking her mm. these questions, you're like, Oh, Oh my heart. <laughs> you know, cause you, you assume it's like, he's talking about his mom. Like, is she still out there in there somewhere you yeah. know, as a, a, a as clicker or whatever? Yeah. Infected, yeah. yeah. And in this, you know, the TV show, they, they didn't go that route. Uh, but I did like that they, um, you know, had a deaf character. And I think that's the perfect place to have it um, yeah. worked into the well, story. It's, it's very a quiet place kind of thing going on here kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. where you got to be, you know, you got to be silent communication. So it's a lot of sign language. Although I did sort of chuckle a little bit where it was like, man, I am just like back to back on media here with a deaf child. <laughs> Oh yeah, with Creed with three. With Creed three, yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of, this is really like, you know, it's not it's not that it's uh it's weird per se. It's just like it's not something that I would expect. You know, it's one of those things where yeah, you, you break out the um the Phineas and Ferb meme. You know, it's 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 you know if I had two nickels or if I got a nickel every time, it's not that it'd be weird, but it'd be kind of weird that I have two nickels. Yeah, <laughs> kind of be weird. Uh, another short out Storm Reed as Riley. Yeah, she did. Really uh, she good did as really, Riley. really good. Yeah, uh, she definitely um, uh, fit the kind of like older teen that that feels mm-hmm. that like like she has the answers, and clearly she is completely out of her depth with a lot of yeah things. She, she thinks that she's she thinks in she's control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to shout out shout out Troy Baker as James because again he did Joel in the in the game. Cow right in the neck. I've heard <laughs> Troy Baker voice so many video game characters over the year because the guy's like probably the most prolific video game voice actor out there. But mm-hmm. like, I've never seen him on screen in a TV show or movie. Did he good? He did great. And I always wondered, like, why does he not do TV and movies? Well, like, he clearly has chops to change his voice and like, you know. I do think it's interesting because a lot of times you don't see crossover between yeah. like, you know, mocap voice actors for video games. Like, you'll see voice actors for, you know, cartoons and video mm-hmm. games. Like, there's crossover there. Yeah. But to see this much crossover and also how honestly strong they did like if you hadn't told me that marlene was the same both in game and i would have just said hey they did a great job casting this lady you know like yeah. this is yeah she, she nailed she's it like no, right on she it. Just yeah. is the character yeah she well, knows wow. the role and yeah. her, her character in the game looks a little bit different than her mm-hmm. actual mm-hmm. face does so like i didn't catch it when we first met her early in the yeah. series but I was like, man, she got the voice down pat. <laughs> in my head, I was like, wow, they cast somebody that sounds exactly like Marlene from the games. Way to go, guys. And then I was like, oh, it is Marlene. Surprise, they the cast games. Marlene. Uh, one other one that I want to shout out, and then we can stop because we yeah. can pretty much just go down we'll just the entire cast. I don't, yeah. There's I mean, not a weak fine. performance yeah. here. Uh, so Christine Hakim from uh, basically episode two, I think. Uh, she was the cold open scientist. Um, oh, that, yeah. uh, oh, oh, the, the mycologist. Yeah. Really, yeah. Oh, man. And Especially her reaction there at the end. I was just like, just kill me. Her, well, her <laughs> with the, the teacup while she's holding it and yeah. the general's explaining, you can see her, like, lose her well, like, yeah. control. Because she understands, like, like it, you can't stop it. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, we're done. Well, like, he's that's like, so it. What, do we, what do we do? You know, and she's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's over. No medicine, it's over. no vaccine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, she she did a fantastic bomb job. Bomb the city. Well, with very minimal um, dialogue as well. Yes. Yeah, just yeah. like her facial expressions and like just the sheer terror of like whenever she's like kind of exp- um, doing the autopsy. And well, uh, just like the honestly, the the hands for me after the autopsy when she has the the teacup that mm-hmm. was one that got me where I was like. Wow, she is like selling this right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Another thing, I'll last shout up on performance here is Anna Torv as Tess. Oh, good. I was going to get her if we did, if you didn't. Yeah, 
it, it's it's weird because like when I started that section with Tess, I was like, mm, I kind of like Tess from the game better. <laughs> but then like they, I, I think by the end of it, mm-hmm. she did a really they, good. They made like, sure. Yeah. Because at the start, she was very rough. And I was like, man, I don't know about this character. And they made sure that she grew on you yeah. just up to the point at which, you know. <laughs> just up to where she died. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and again, that's another thing where, like, in the the game, it's kind of alluded to the fact that Joel and her are, like, yeah. could have been together. But they're very, like, you know, business relationship yeah. style. Yeah. And in the, in the show, they kind of allude more to, like, yeah, they're in a relationship. Yeah, they're in a relationship. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to score. Let's do it. I'll kick it off. I yeah, go for love it. the score. Um, it's, it's great. I think getting uh, Gustavo to come back and do and do you know the music like perfectly fit what they were doing. And I think this is another example of like you know they got Neil Druckmann on board as the show creator. He directed uh, one episode. I think it was episode two, um, and he wrote a lot of the episodes, if not all of them. Yeah, getting someone from the game to come back clearly you know approach this with the tlc it needs mm-hmm. and getting actually gustavo to come back and do the music yeah is great because i feel like if this had happened back in 2014 2016 oh, it would have been a hack job they would have been like oh, i've been terrible well that's cool that you did a video game soundtrack nice try we have composers in hollywood <laughs> and they would have gotten someone else and they would have tried to so, do something so they would have gotten hans zimmer also, we have the john yeah. we have the john williams clone because we don't want to spend too much we want to sound like john williams yeah and so There's a lot of temp music in that oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought the music matched just about every scene perfectly. And it really, again, as someone who played the game, they played literal tracks. They they recreated them. They yeah. recorded them slightly differently, slightly remixed. But, like, it it nails that tone and puts you right in that mood. For me, again, I was right back in the world yeah. when that music hit. What about you? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty much the same way. Like, the after, pretty, I think, like, the second episode, I was like, oh, I just have to just put this playlist already into my my incredibly large music <laughs> playlist, but yeah. um, I've been listening to this, this one pretty much nonstop um, just cause it, it's, it, it is environmental is the best way to describe it. It is. Um, yeah. And I, the, op- the, the main theme is just so good. Yeah. Uh, like just a little bit of that guitar in there, just kind of like not creepy, but it's just very, it's just emotional. It's there. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it like, you really feel that song. I don't know how to describe it. That's just and that, that's the start screen on the game too. And I'll oh, just leave it, it pause. <laughs> just just, like, just like have it on there. And I'm just like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Steven, what do you think about? Yeah, the score? I mean, the the big thing for me was the Spanish guitar that was kind of ever present. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you can do so much with that because it can go from fast paced to slow and sentimental. Mm-hmm. It can be a very soft, sentimental. A, that's, that's the word, that's the word I was you're looking yeah. for. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I knew. I knew what you wanted. <laughs> I had it. I wasn't selling it. There's to the layup. There you go. I was keeping it for myself. <laughs> uh, but it, it can it handles all of those because you can cover such a range of pace yeah. and like energy within the music, and also it can be a very soft, mm-hmm. or it can be very action oriented. Yeah, and so I think them working that into pretty much just the whole score throughout, like it yeah. showed up all the time, like even like the kickoff for the the finale when it was very kind of slow mm-hmm. and oh man, fun that. Uh, well, I guess that's kind of more plot, maybe entertainment. I don't know. But their it's use of, of music two. for that scene of Joel going through the hospital and oh, yeah. um, removing people from existence. Yeah, just straight uh, John wicking the heck out oh, of people. But just like because they, it wasn't action music. It was emotional well, cause driven. It's, it's an emotional yeah. choice, yeah. right? And it's right. a huge decision he's making potentially. Yeah, one-sided, of course, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, because I mean, because we already—I mean, there's plot, but you know, Ellie would have chosen to to sacrifice uh, herself f- 
for. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. Mm. <laughs> And are, we, are we getting into plot? Ryan, Ryan, Ryan's right. Right. Okay, so I think we're done with score. Yeah, yeah. Right, let's yeah, move yeah. on to plot. Okay, let's get into the the ending right there. Okay, first. okay, just because we're already on it. Yeah, let's, let's start at the it. end. Let's not fight it. Okay, record scratch. You may so, be wondering how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, uh-huh. right, when I played the game the first time, okay, when I got to that part mm-hmm. at the end, I ran through those people <laughs> with a violence. <laughs> And a speed that was incredible. It was like what I was speed you? running the game. You were just like, I'm going to save Ellie. There was literally nothing that would happen that w- was going to keep me from saving Ellie. Mm-hmm. When I opened the the door to the operating room, doctor, both nurses on the floor in like point five. I was like, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> like I didn't let them talk. I didn't let like that that part of the game. I was like. Done. Got her. I'm out. Right. And so then later I found out that like you can at that part, you can like just hold them at gunpoint for a while and they say stuff like the doctor trusts scalpel. And then you, the other two like run out of the room. If you like Mm -hmm. shoot above their head or something, like it scares them away or or, or whatever. Ryan did not know this. No. (laughs) I wonder why. I got done with the game and was appalled that there are a contingent of players who are like, Joel's the bad guy. He shouldn't have done that at the end. And I'm like, you're insane. Like what's wrong with you people? Like how dare you? I was so team Ellie by that point. And I was like, I'm going to protect this baby girl. I'll run in there. Pow, pow, pow. (laughs) They were done. So the way they did it in the show was great, I thought. Of like, yeah, I it thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, the way he moves through the building. Uh, well, because it, it's so like it's so methodical, and uh-huh. you know that there is zero percent chance that he is going to be in trouble for this. I, right. I will say though, watching these these Firefly guys just get wasted, it's like, man, like, do y'all have training? No, they don't. They're malicious. They're like bad. Like militia. Joel has yeah, twenty years of of being of, a scrap. Yeah. But well, he's and, not. But he's not. The war veteran. No, because that's another thing that's like, an important point. It it didn't bother me about the the show finale like, mm-hmm. right there, but it was it was an interesting consideration of like in the game, right? Like one of the other complaints people had in 2013 when it came out was like when you aim in the game, it's intentionally not perfect. Like it's yeah, it, it, it like moves, when you pull it yeah. up because Joel is not a you know professional like a you know he wasn't yeah. in the military he's not like anybody so when they wanted to make you want to conserve ammo because mm-hmm. you can't just and so people were complaining they couldn't just headshot everything right? oh right? whatever because that's what everybody again 2013 right? <laughs> you want a Skyrim you want a stealth sniper these people right and, and can so you like, do that in Skyrim what yes I've I've I I've played about seven and a half hours of oh, Skyrim man. and then I returned the game because I didn't like it sneak, I played sneak. about four and then turned it off hey there we go <laughs> so sneak archer is the class that everyone ends up playing in Skyrim unless you're my wife, and she just runs around with a two-handed warhammer smashing people. <laughs> well, Joel is not a sneak sniper. No, no he's not. So in the game, when you get to that point, right, and you're running through the yeah. hallways shooting the uh, the fireflies and stuff, again, you're getting hit, you're having to stop, yeah. craft a med yeah. kit, you're, you're healing up, you're, you know, you doing stuff. You can't really represent, you know, like most modern shooters are like, well, you can take three bullets consecutively and then you're right. out. But if you get hit once, you just get in cover for a minute, you calm down, it goes away. You can't really do that in a TV show where it's right. just like, Stand still, the bullet goes away. Well, it doesn't work game, that way. The health doesn't heal like that in the game either. It doesn't have the, but you it's do like have med kits to or whatever. Med kit. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're 100, percent baby. Yeah, no and big so deal. In the game, you're doing a lot of that healing on mm-hmm. you, but I was still just like going through folks. But in the show, it's almost like, hmm, like because we haven't well, seen Joel do this level. Of, well, but see, that's the thing though. Yeah. Like his baby girl's in danger. True. He's now, got the I, adrenaline I, I say, going. I, I, he does. Yeah. And he has the he has the drop. 
He does, yeah. yeah. I'll caveat that one with when he comes to with the cult at the door, no holds barred Joel. Joel is a very different Joel than oh, yeah. earlier in the in the series yeah. where he's, you know, cracking necks, putting knives in people, you know, with the, the interior. Like, like at that point where he's like, I will do anything to rescue this child, and he's yeah. interrogating the two dudes in the room, and yeah. he's like, point, puts the knife in the dude's mouth, like, point to me on this map where they are. And I'm going to ask your buddy if either you're lying, you're dead. And then yeah. dude's like, I won't lie. I won't lie. Like, I don't care. I think he told the truth. I trust him. Off the yeah, other dude. I trust him. That's Whoa. line for line, shot for shot from the oh. game. Whoa. And that, that in the game was such a cool turning point too, because again, up until that point, you as Joel have, have killed people, but it's always been like self-defense. Yeah, self-defense. Yeah. But this was like, but that's the thing is like, this is the, I've he, done yeah. things. Yeah. And now I'm going to do those things. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah. he, he flips it around to where, like I'm not gonna say he's the bad guy because I think I agree with his choice. Yeah. Um. I think that if there if there is a way, like so basically the fireflies at this point are trying to, uh, I'll I'll say nuke the situation of like we know that she has the the ability to stop you know to basically help people we're mm-hmm. gonna go ahead and sacrifice this girl because we don't have and we we don't want to wait yeah. and try and figure out yeah, a better they, way they, like. It is an interesting choice that they give you in the series, at least, maybe not in the game, where it's not like, hey, we're going to keep her and do some tests and do some yeah. other stuff first and see, where there's like, hey, we either kill the golden goose or we save the world, and there's no in between. Yeah. yeah. Because I have, within plot, I have some objections here. <laughs> Some, okay. some issues. With, Bring them up. With, oh, we want to do it now? Yeah, let's do it. We're in it. Let's we're in it. Oh, I forgot we're in We're in, we're in yeah. the thick ah, of it. So... <laughs> They say, right, so the cordyceps are in your brain, right? Mm-hmm. And so Correct. she has some cordyceps in her brain that are sending out a messenger signal to the other cordyceps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're benign cordyceps, question mark? Uh, probably. I mean, that's that's probably Possibly, what it would yeah. be. Like, so, she, you know, her brain has some kind of scent or something that just says, hey, right. I'm not a bad so, guy. So she has cordyceps in her arm, right? She has the scar markings from the bite where yes. it started mm-hmm. to grow and then it stopped. Yeah. So that point where where it stops, that's the point where the message is being received. That's all you need. Yeah. Calm down, people. Well, yeah, that's the thing is yeah. like like the fireflies are so concerned about I mean, and I get it. They're trying to save humanity and do all, you know, the yeah. the, the good stuff, the white knight stuff. But they're so concerned about that, they're not looking at it from the perspective of if we kill her just by trying like, to remove like this, this from is, her this brain, this could possibly dice. remove any possibility yeah. that we that we can keep it. So it's like, no, you you want to try and keep her alive as long as possible to just right. try and study and try and see if you can extract it without just nuclear option of just killing this girl. Right. So, well, so what they don't tell you on screen is that Doc is a quack. Well, I was going right. to say the other thing that you got to consider to me that I've always thought of with that scenario because mm-hmm. in, in the game it's the same setup of like, you know. She's already on the table. Yeah. And you come to and you're like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Take me to and they're like, mm, can't do that. You've been paid to deliver cargo. You did. Bye, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> you have no idea. Well, what when, I'm whenever, do. you know, and I, I even said it whenever we were watching, I was like, oh, he's about to go John Wick oh, here. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. this this is um, going to turn out very bad for them. <laughs> they're a little more cagey in the game about the, the chances of mm-hmm. whether or not the killing success. her will yeah. be successful. Yeah. Um, 
the other thing that I think is like you have to consider is like this is a scrappy revolutionary group. Yeah, they just happen to have one doctor. of the best brain surgeons. Right. Yeah, like yeah, it's not yeah. like they have you He's know Harvard's just number like one here or something. You don't know a decent surgeon who yeah. knows a little about the brain. Mm-hmm. Like this guy probably isn't an actual neurosurgeon. Almost. Yeah, like maybe. Yeah, because like, they're, they're basically making the assumption of well, she has cordyceps in her brain because why wouldn't she? Yeah. And it's preventing the signal. So we open the brain, the fungus will be obvious. Yeah. And we'll go with that, you know. So but it's it's such a huge like the way they present it is just a little off to me. I think mm-hmm. if either they had presented it as they understood that there's less of a chance, but they're they're just so far up against the wall that yeah, they just as, as a result of, you know, like this Maybe it's Kansas City, right? They had this group in Kansas City, and they were relying on them for, and that group fell apart. And we saw that happen. Mm-hmm. And now they don't have all the supplies. Like, like mm-hmm. uh, what's her name? She killed the doctor. That was the doctor they were relying. You know, like one of those kind of things. Like maybe the ball rolls downhill. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it, it's put them further back. Obviously, they they abandoned Salt Lake City. Yeah, yeah. So that that already has, but we didn't really ever get a reason why. Well, no, they abandoned Denver. Denver. Uh, Denver. Yeah, Sorry, they, they Denver. were at they Salt, were Lake Salt Lake City. City. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, so, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it. I'm Team Joel and Ellie. I think, I think that he made the right choice. Um, uh, unfortunately, you know, obviously that's going to cause a very major rift between them whenever she finds out. Yes. Right. There's no way she's not going to find yeah, out. That's, and that's she's already main, very... Um, she's cagey. She, she knows. Yeah. Let, let's talk about that ending because mm-hmm. that was another thing that, like, when I, when I finished the game for the first time and mm-hmm. I, like, put the controller down, I leaned back and I was like... Oh man, because like she in the game, it's it's very similar. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. you know, she says the same thing of like, swear to me that you're yeah. telling me the truth, and he goes, I swear. And then she like you see in the kind of like a flinch. It, no, it's like a he could be lying. I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, like, it's just she like yeah. kind of like deals kind of with like it. acceptance, or it, it's it's kind of ambiguous of like, yeah. like maybe she's like. I trust him, you know, like, yeah. so I remember sitting there and being like, and I had a save from like right before that. And I replayed like that last mm-hmm. section just to watch that scene like multiple times just mm-hmm. to like, man, how do I feel about this? You know, <laughs> cause yeah, him lying to her when oh. she wakes up in the back of the truck. Yeah. And then, well, like, and you can tell that like, even though she's still waking up from the drugs, like she's like, something's not right here. Yeah. Like I just ended up in the back of this truck. What, what's happening? Yeah. yeah. I was in a hospital. So what are some other uh, plot things you guys liked? What I liked? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, We've talked about episode three a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, well, episode three, I I was actually about to bring that up. Which, Um, for people listening, what happened in episode uh, three? So episode three was basically Bill and Frank's story to where, um, you know, pandemic uh, happens and then (laughs) Bill. uh, The prepper. The 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 prepper. Sorry, the the survivalist. Um, And he, you know, he clearly, like, waits for everyone to leave and then he just ransacks everything, has a a blast. um, That whole scene, that whole montage of him, just he's got a (laughs) boat, he's got, like, everything. I'm like, wow, this is great. Um, But what, what killed me was oh wow okay <laughs> i just ruined it uh, he just ruined it um so okay so wh- while we were recording this the oscars recorded, are happening the oscars oh, okay are happening. i was like what did i just miss everything everywhere just one best picture oh wow awesome yeah. we have an episode we have an episode we have an episode yeah michelle yo also best best actress wow wow what a sweep for the oscars best supporting for uh best supporting actress for uh jamie lee curtis wow just nailed just killing it my favorite movie of last year got all the awards. Yep. Okay. Anyways, right, sorry. Back, back to, to the plot. plot. Yeah. Back to where we were. <laughs> so, uh, Bill. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so, you know, like whenever, whenever, I, like you're kind of watching these, um, I'll say motifs for mm-hmm. for these stories, because you know we know that they're not the main characters. We yeah. know, and I know just 
from my understanding of what Last of Us was, they're not going to be tag along characters for the story right. because it's two person story. So whenever we are going into this, I'm like, all right, this is going to end tragically. I already know it. Oh yeah, I like, knew from the start. Yeah, once, once once we figured out where they were going with the two of them, mm-hmm. I was like, well, this this only ends tragically. Yeah, th- there's there's no way this is a happy ending outside of it is a melancholy ending from the sense of they still get to be together at the like, end. You know, 10, yeah, 10, 15 years. Yeah, that's a great. That's because it's like it's like two thousand three. Then four years mm-hmm. after that is when Frank shows up. So yes, two thousand seven. So they get sixteen years. Yeah, with, which is I mean, well, this was twenty twenty. Um, in the no, no, it was twenty twenty three. Yeah, never yeah. mind. They, Ignore, yeah, they they die like a month before yes. Joel and yeah, Ellie yeah, yeah. make it to the. Place. Um, but yeah, so the the final scene of, of them, you know, at the dinner, and um. You know, like you think that Frank is just going to die and then but then, you know, Bill's like, no, there's more than enough in there to kill both of us. Yeah. And, you know, it's it. they don't say it, but it's understood. And um, him, whenever he puts the plate out and he rotates it the same way that he did the first time and it's the same meal. It's it's that 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 symmetry. Oh, man. It's like beginning and ending. Yeah. You want to watch me cry? Just that that right there. Like, oh, man, just absolutely destroyed (laughs) me. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's one of those things, right? Like like just putting yourself there, putting you and your wife or like me, putting my, me and my wife in that same scenario of, Hey, like the world is kind of like a guttering flame right now. Yeah. Like human civilization is, is on the brink and Mm -hmm. we're on our own. And like you reach a certain age and like the, the, the support system isn't there anymore. It doesn't exist. It's just you. And at some point you're like, you have to, you make that decision. And that's such an incredibly hard decision. Mm -hmm. Like, whoo. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I think that is, you know, it's crazy because, like, there's so many good emotional moments in the show. I th- That one still just sticks out to just I, being. I think it's the biggest. I was going to say it's the biggest. So but. much time, like, the entire episode is devoted to setting it up and knocking it down. Yeah. Whereas most episodes, you have to have some other. And you have to have a way out to the next episode right, for to, our main characters. You still have to yeah. move Joel and Ellie forward. Yeah. Whereas here. They're gonna move forward because they're coming by and then they're leaving, but yeah. they're not the crux of the episode, yeah. not the story. Well, yeah. I saw a lot of people online as I've been watching and kind of reading, complaining about the fact that what they said was that it seems like the show has started like five times mm-hmm. because episodes like episode three. And yeah, I'm like, a little. Bit. I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying <laughs> what I'm getting. Yeah, I, they, I will yeah. say as as a small objection. Mm-hmm the pacing does suffer sometimes because it does feel kind of like an episode starts. You're like, oh, here we go again. We're resetting back, you know? Right. And that that can, especially when, you know, the previous episode left you in a position where you're like, what are they doing? Where are they going? And it's 2003 again. Come on, people. I don't want to be in 2003. I want to be in, you know, 2023. Come <laughs> yeah. on, move forward. You that's, know? that's fine. You can I have mean, your opinion. It's not, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, no. The, it's, the pauses pay I, off every time. Yeah, I do understand the nitpick. Like, I, I can see it. So, and I do want to say, connected to the episode three, right? So, episode two, mm-hmm. as uh, Joel, Tess, and Ellie leave the Boston QZ, mm-hmm. the radio clicks on and it plays an AD song. Yeah. And at the end of episode three, when Joel and Ellie are investigating the basement and there's the program where it 
if there's a certain number of weeks goes by and mm-hmm. it doesn't, then it sends out the distress signal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was the distress signal saying, hey, they've been dead for a month at that point, yeah. right? Yeah. So I thought that was a cool, like they do a good job with those kinds of pieces where they leave you little hints that will pay off later. Yeah. Like the whole bit about you know, her initial story about, well, she was bit in the mall. And then yeah. we get the mall flashback. And then we get, by the end of the season, we get told, you know, I told you this wasn't the first time I killed someone. And yeah. the first person she killed was her best friend in yeah, the mall. Right. Like, we've, we're like these pieces, they kind of leave out there and they call back. I think they did a really good job of giving you little bits of info where you could be like, well, that's obviously important, but they're not telling me anything. And then later you're like, oh, yep. oh. here's the yeah. reveal. Yeah. 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 What, what so, about you, Ryan? Um, Man, there's so much. I'm trying to think of like, <laughs> I, I really do like the opening scene from episode one. And I think, um, you know, the, the way Joel's daughter and like the whole thing with the watch, like that yeah. always comes back to me of like, you know, she gives it, she fixes this watch that like, you know, wasn't working and then he gets it and then it, it dies. Yeah. Right? It's he, broken. You know, she gets shot or whatever. And then later when Ellie's like, your watch is broken. You know, and yeah. it's like it's this little jab at him that she has no idea. Yeah, like just how, how deep that, that cuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like, oh, and again, that's from the game. They did it great in the mm-hmm. show. Um, well, even even you know, it's like, oh, how'd you get the scar? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. And then you know, he's like, it wasn't someone else that shot me. And I was like, oh man, oh man. And then I really like Tess is uh, the way she goes out in the show a lot better mm-hmm. in the game because in the game she kind of like she gets bitten and she's like, I'm gonna stay behind you guys go. And then like she gets shot or something, but like the, it's like the Fedra truth. Oh yeah. In, well, in the, so the, I, I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say in the show, they also introduced the idea plot wise is mm-hmm. important that like the, um, you know, infected. infected can hear each other through the ground. Uh-huh. And yeah. through, they're all connected. That's not in the game and the game. is just, Oh really? The, they come oh, after you because oh. it's a game. You know what I mean? Like, Interesting. It's, it's, uh-huh. but like when you, when, when that was introduced, I was like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. But then I was like, that they did a really good job with ramp that. It up. Yeah. Well, that, that scene it where she, a lot. you know, knocks over all the barrels and yeah. blows it up. That was great. That was like a much more to me fitting end for test than what happens in the game. So where, I do have a problem with that scene. Just the lighter, yeah. um, the well, failure lighter. Well, not even the failure of the lighter. There are grenades that are there that you pulled. could have just held one. And then just pulled the pin uh, and just tossed it and just blown yourself okay. up. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah like she throws an entire so, case of so grenades I on the ground. Say, okay. There is no guarantee that a grenade ignites gas like that. Yeah, because it's uh, not the really lighter. An okay, like, yeah, sure, like, whatever. If we're being really nitpicky, there's no guarantee that a lighter will ignite. Oh, actually, like if you <laughs> if you lit a Zippo and dropped it. Into don't try this at home, kids. Please. <laughs> I was gonna say, hold on. Do we need lighter <laughs> fluid, kerosene, gasoline? I mean, well, it will no, light. No, 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 not the 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 last one. The gas. Yeah, is the one because it's the fumes that burn. Not yes. the ex- like it'll ex- like you can. Man, why am I saying these things? That's unclear. <laughs> I don't. I'm unclear. just gonna move on with my life. Let, for for, for the FBI, fly. whoever's listening to this yeah. episode, yeah. I promise you, we are not terrorists. Don't experiment with any of these concepts at home. Kids. I can't even get my grilled light half the time, so don't come at me. All right, so. Uh, other plot stuff. Was there anything else, any scenes you wanted to shout out? Anything so I really like every time, because again, Ellie is born post collapse of society. Oh, right? yeah. I love that scene too. Cause again, that wasn't from the games that was added. I'm not, well, I'm not talking about that scene. But I just wanted to throw out like before yeah. we move past, cause I'll forget it again. I keep yeah. forgetting it. That scene was great. And I thought Ashley Johnson did great. And it was a great addition mm-hmm. that, uh, well, especially yeah. whenever she's like, you're just going to have to kill me. 
And, right. and then, and she, you know, Marlene's like, I can't do that. And then like, you know, she walks out, takes Ellie and then you, you can see the resolve and she's like, I got to do, I gotta it. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, every time that Ellie is exposed to something from pre collapse. Right. Yeah. So like there's the crash plane out in the field and she's like, how cool would that be to be in the air? And you know, Joel's just like, wasn't probably wasn't very cool for them. Uh, (laughs) And and then like, he's talking about air travel, you know, the way we view it, where it's kind of, it's mundane. It's kind of crappy. You're stuffed in an aluminum tube with a bunch of people for a couple hours. Whereas to her, like just, you could just fly. Or like the first time she's in a car, she's like, this is the first time I've been in a car. It's like a spaceship. Yeah. She's pushing the buttons and and he's like seatbelt. She just kind of looks at him like, what? What's, what's, what's the seatbelt? Yeah. You have to put the seatbelt on. <laughs> like all of those moments I thought were great just because she is a post collapse baby. Yeah. yeah. So there's so many elements and things that he takes for granted because you know, he's 36 when everything went. Uh, yeah, south. Uh, yeah, yeah, everything went south. Thank you. Upside was, down, whatever was, you want to call I was it. I'm going over the terms for it. They're all not usable on air. So, <laughs> uh, so at that point, you know, a lot of stuff for him was just kind of old hat, whatever. Yeah. Just yeah. You know, life. He didn't miss it per yeah. se, right? Uh, so I thought the way they handled that and the way they presented all those concepts was really good just because it really drives home, you know, a, a lot of post-apocalyptic settings and shows, I, it feels like most of the characters, they like endure the collapse yeah, and then they don't ever really give you a character where it's like, well, this person's existed for 10 years of collapse and that's all they've seen. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. you don't really get that. You get, you know, 40 year old man who's tough yeah. and strong and ex-military or, you know, whatever. Well, and I think that the most, the, the, uh, culmination of that that's really good is when she's talking to him about what he was before the collapse. He's like, mm-hmm. I was a contractor. Oh, contractor he's yeah. like, everyone thought we were cool. You know, he's like, <laughs> like talking it up, but she's like, awesome. You know, and she's just like yeah. buying it wholesale. Yep. He's gaslighting her about how cool contractors were. Which, I, I which thought that was great. Go back to episode one, right? When he's like, ah, oh, you know, they ordered it the wrong, the wrong uh, yeah. type of concrete. Now we can't get the frame up. You know, like this. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love just the, the mundanity of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I had another another piece here. It's a it's a uh, it's a complaint, but I can't think of it at the moment. So we'll, we'll, okay. we'll sort um, of that. So one of my I actually really enjoyed the opening scene or opening section of like the collapse of society, like when the infection like started happening yeah. and stuff. One because the tension was fantastic because you know you know mm-hmm. it's going to happen. You know that the old lady is oh. going to turn into the court of she, she walks outside yeah. into like the dead quiet street, and you're like, Ugh, "This is not good." And like the fighter jets go overhead, you're like, Ugh, "This is not yeah. good." Yeah, and like just, like they did such a good job at delaying the the information of what is actually happening until the absolute last possible second. Yeah, and that's what was so good. And I don't watch zombie films. I don't watch really anything scary. And I'm. Yeah. This is kind of getting more in entertainment, but I'm very glad Just that this was it. not name a it, zombie show. Um, I mean, We're sure. Well, I know you st- you had one more thing. Yeah, but maybe Ryan had some entertainment's yeah. all the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I thought the the whole opening section of the the series was just phenomenal. Yeah, like just really well done. So in the game, you play as Joel's daughter. That's how they kick you off. You start off and you're walking around the house as her and he's not there. Uh-huh. And like you hear, you have this like thing on the TV. Mm-hmm. You see this reporter out like talking about <laughs> something's going on and you see the gas station explode and the TV goes to static. And then out the window you hear, uh, and she looks over and you see like the flame and you're like, Ooh. and you go out and you have the neighbors. Yeah. They're coming in. So, but it's, it's a lot 
more truncated than what happens in the show. It, she never makes it out of the house. Oh, uh, really? Before, like, she doesn't visit with the neighbor oh, before. Gotcha, you, yeah. you get extra backstory in the mm-hmm, show. Uh-huh. But then when she gets in the truck, you're just, like, leaning around, looking out as you pass by, like, people, stop Chaos. helping Dad. No, we yeah. don't have time. You know, like, all oh, that happens. I feel bad for the neighbor whenever, like, um, Joel kills oh, yeah. the, the old lady. He runs And over. then he's like, get out, get back in the house. And then she just gets run over just by these. Completely oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that like, you're saying that slow build of tension mm-hmm. that like that they they present in that yeah. episode is just like because you know it's gonna pop off like mm-hmm. you're just waiting for like mm-hmm. what's the what's gonna happen you know <laughs> they, they did really good yeah um i'm trying to think of anything else before we get fully oh, into entertainment did you uh, have so, your, so i know yeah. my my number one biggest plot complaint period for the show is going to be and it's going to be you're in wyoming mm-hmm. tommy has agreed you know, ex-military, better shape than Joel, mm-hmm. knows the way he's agreed to take Ellie. Yeah. And Joel regrets giving Ellie into his care. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that says Tommy hasn't already agreed to this trip. He can come along, too. I, I, that Tommy's was that was a confusing. That. Well, yeah, but, I mean, like, that was the thing. I was like, well, he was already going to go anyway. Like, he, 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 he already agreed yeah. to this. Like, at this point, it's just an extra set of eyes and another dude who can work a gun. Like, yeah. Just thought you already saddled the horse, man. Just get on it, you know. <laughs> so that that threw me a bit because yeah. I thought, you know, for for most of the series, Joel's motivation is finding his brother, right? It's right. not Ellie. Yeah. And obviously, for the emotional impact, you need that to shift and change. Yeah. For Joel, and that's fi- all well and fine there, but I really watching that happen was just like, what? Well, <laughs> he's I, already agreed to it. Just come on. I feel like you can't overstate the fact that in this world if you go on that trip very slim chance you make it back you know what yeah. i mean oh, like, I as tommy and yeah, having 100%. a wife and a kid on the way like i feel like that's an easy like oh you got her good i'll see you later we got movie night tonight and uh, <laughs> yeah. i have power here so see ya <laughs> you know? yeah but like that that i don't know something about that was just like how do you just especially again as they are you know brothers right like how do you just be like okay well Cool. You got her then bye. Like just yeah. at least be like, well, I'll get you, you know to to like the, the, the highway part or whatever. Of the way, I'll yeah. get you the, like yeah. anything where it's just like, man, this guy's a kind of a crappy brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he wasn't portrayed very well just like for like yeah. well not not at the start. Like at the start he was great, but then like at the like in that episode he was he was portrayed as very much like not necessarily interested in Anything. the plight yeah, just, of anyone else. He just left right. and was like, I found a well, really cool place where I can be. And I yeah, just and it's don't like, care yeah, see ya. Yeah. You also have the added layer of the things that he and Joel did. Yeah. He through conversation framed more like things that Joel did. To yeah. Keep them alive, mm-hmm. which is the things like popping kneecaps off with a knife. And yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like, how Joel knew this is an ambush. Cause I used to be on the yeah. other side of this. I get the feeling that Tommy, hadn't reached out to Joel because that's who Joel was or who he assumed Joel still was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, but at the same time, you know, Tommy's the one gunning the soldier down at the start. Yeah. But, but like, you know, that's like, that's a desperate, you know, like he doesn't want to watch his, his brother or his, or his, you know, um, niece, niece. niece. Yeah. 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 But, but at the same time, like, let's not pretend like you have like anybody who has survived up to this point, 20 years post hasn't done something terrible unless they are absolutely, just enshrined in the grace of God or whatever lucky charm you believe in, <laughs> they've done something horrible to yeah, be around. Absolutely, uh, yeah, absolutely. Just, just by by default, uh, like I don't if, know. whether Paul Rudd exists. So, 
I mean, he might could have got to that point, but I didn't see him on this show. <laughs> Tomorrow, there's going to be a big article. Paul Rudd, total dirtbag. Like, no! <laughs> no! Not my Rudd! You. Not my Ruddy! You did this! Uh, okay, uh, entertainment. Were you entertained, Stephen? I mean, yeah. I, I do think uh, for just, like, kind of me, you know, trying to not, you know, push my glass up. You know, actually, mm-hmm. the, the method by which it spreads in the game. Mm-hmm. is a much more believable in terms of like again, it is we just saw this with covid right yeah if it's if it's easy the the more easily transmissible it is the more it can spread and the more it can just snap and be everywhere around the globe yeah well Whereas, I, I did like the idea of it being like within the flower right but so mm-hmm. i i initially i thought oh that's a really cool way to answer that then i just sat there and i was like When's the last time you ever just picked up a handful of flour and ate it? Any flour you ever have eaten was baked at like 300 plus degrees. Everything in that was dead. Okay, yeah, that's fair. And then I I had that thought too, and I was like, well, he did say cereal, and I was like, you idiot, cereal is also cooked. And I like looked it up, and it's like cooked at 95 (laughs) degrees Celsius. I was like... Dang it, now I'm kind of mad that I looked this up. Oh, don't myself. say that. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're ruining my perception here. Well, not so, mine. I still think it could spread. So, okay. I could eat those Wheaties. Well, no, no, no. Well, here's the thing. I don't object to the concept of it spreading. It was more just the instant snap where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, one day life is fine and well, we have a news article about Jakarta. And then the next day, planes are crashing from the sky. And I think like, it's the... That's really fast. It, it is really fast because, again, as we've seen with an actual... Pandemic. pandemic. It takes yeah. it a little longer than that. But right. I do think the it's idea like, is like, like four weeks. A lot of people <laughs> well, and get see, infected and those people bite people and those people bite, you know, like. Right, right, right. Like, but but yeah. the people who What's are. like? But the people who are <laughs> biting people don't, don't get on and like pilot planes to go to other places. You know what I mean? Right. But the people that ate the, those Wheaties. Yeah. Maybe. But the yeah, Wheaties yeah. were cooked. Hate well, break it to you. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, out, get out of here. Get out of here. Sorry to be that person. No, well, it's fine. The, the thing is, it, and it, from my perspective, right, not understanding how the spread was going to be presented mm-hmm. and not actually knowing that there was going to be a big time jump, right? Yeah. I thought, like, half the first season was just going to be the outbreak and, like, the collapse of society. Mm. So then when it was, like, one night and, like, we go from, you know, traffic jam to planes are crashing to everything, I was like, 20 oh, years later. oh, we just ripped the Band-Aid off with this one and now it's 20 years later. Oh, okay. I, I'm actually kind of glad that they skipped ahead because... I mean, it, it I, works, right? Yeah. Well, that's the story. No it you know work. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's the where the meat of what our story's yeah. about Well, we get to, we get, to yeah. we get to establish Joel as a character, put some motivations in there with his daughter and his brother... And then leap 20 years and still have, you know, the brother motivation in there and have, you know, lingering guilt from the, the daughter or whatever. And then watch Ellie twist the knife with secondhand comments with watch, that are yes, completely innocuous. Snide, snarky <laughs> comments are just like, ugh. Teenagers, man. I Teenagers. tell you, man, they're the worst. So, Andrew, were you entertained? I sure was. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I absolutely love the show. Um, well, and I don't, like, I don't want to leave mine as, oh, well, I just... Found one oh, nitpick yeah. that ruined it. It was very entertaining. It's also a very hard watch in a lot of ways. It is. Right? Mm-hmm. Any, anytime this subject matter comes, like there's a reason why when we were like post-apocalyptic settings, I was like, book, because I don't watch a lot of these shows. Right, <laughs> it's yeah. not something where I'm like, The Walking Dead, let's turn it on. Let's watch society collapse and people be terrible to one another. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, so, so to compare it directly to The Walking Dead, which I have not seen all of, I dropped out like season six or something. You were probably missing on nothing just based yeah. on the, um, the, the slow downfall of viewership that I have seen in graphs. Of, of it, one of like the biggest name shows. Period. Yeah. yeah. It, for me, The Walking Dead started off so good because that first season was only six episodes 
and they put the entire budget of a full season yeah. into those six. Yeah. And it did a lot of the same things that The Last of Us does very well, where, like, you, you get this, you know, story that's, like, self-contained. It's a small group. And, mm-hmm. and they had the emotional stuff going on. And then season two, half their budget went to Breaking Bad. And so they had to that's set probably it all a better in, call. Like one location. So mm. you went from in the first season going to six different locations across six episodes to one location across 12 episodes. Uh. Wasn't that where everyone complained about we're just trapped on the farm? We're on or the whatever? farm, yeah. <laughs> and so for me, I, I lost interest in Walking Dead early but kept with it. And yeah. it gets better than worse. It's like an up and down. Whereas yeah. this show, I feel like, is... It just ramps. In season one, at least, consistent and, again... It ramps well, on like both the story and the performances. Well, it, uh, well, it, so it, oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say it, it scales up into episode three, and when you hit when you end episode three, you realize that somebody else leaned over and put the pedal down, like to put your foot down on the pedal, and you don't get a choice anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. So this was this is one of the shows, um, overall shows that has bucked the trend of um, basically initial like um, season opener, mm-hmm. um, and then it dips in the middle, and then it grows back up for the season finale for viewership. Oh yeah, it's uh, gone th- pretty much up. This, and up. Th- this has pretty much been a a straight up trend for the show. Like for ep- by the end of episode eight. Uh, it was like 8.1 million viewers. Um, yeah. Apparently, I don't know the exact numbers for that. It's 8.1 million. It was up 74% yeah, was from the season yeah. premiere. Yeah. Uh, which is very rare. Uh, like, yeah. a, it only happens, like, with, like, Seinfeld and, like, maybe Breaking Bad season five. Yeah. But, and like, you, like there's just so many, like, very specific instances. This is just one of those that has bucked the trend and actually been a, a growing show for every episode. And we, we're recording this the night of the finale, by the yeah. way. So we don't know total like, viewership yeah, total, numbers yeah. from tonight. But I'm sure it continued upwards, mm-hmm. uh, which is very, very good to see. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I like when good television gets a lot of viewers because it makes me sad inside when bad television gets lots of viewers because yeah. it's like I don't want TV execs <laughs> to learn the wrong lessons yeah. and I hope everyone's looking at this uh, just quick shout out round the bend Sandman fantastic show adapted extremely faithfully with a lot of input mm-hmm. from Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. The Last of Us adapted fantastically with a lot of input from Neil Druckmann he's the <laughs> series showrunner right yeah like I think what we're seeing finally is, is, like, is Hollywood like, hey, we should probably have the original creators like we, we should yeah, we tell like, us what to do. We exactly. like our money, so instead of paying someone else to interpret this person's work, what if we just paid that person yeah. to present their work? Yeah. And then the nerds give us money. Yeah. That that whole idea that like, cool, you came up with this cute idea. Now we are gonna get a Hollywood screenwriter and a Hollywood director that's never even seen your played your mm-hmm, game mm-hmm. and we're gonna really adapt Halo. it is hopefully <laughs> coming to an end. I really yeah. hope that we have time. Yeah, recent uh, shows can like teach the right lesson. Yeah, like getting the people involved from the start is a good thing. Yep. Yeah. So um, before we we kind of wrap up, um, I you know it. Last of Us has been greenlit for season two. Yes, uh, I do know that there is a time skip. Um, basically, at least from the like, game. Yeah, at least from mm-hmm. the game, and you know, who knows what happens. But yeah. um, I, one, I'm really looking forward to it. Obviously, don't tell us what what happens. Uh, because all I know is that the internet was angry about part two. Yeah. Big uh, mad. Very, very big mad. Big mad. Oh, uh, interesting. So, and I, I've read, I read articles about that a long time. Uh, were, were you one of the big mad people? No, absolutely no? not. Oh, okay, cool. I, I, there's, I there's also a group of people who really enjoyed it, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'll be very cagey about it because, um, like they sent death threats to Neil Druckmann and all sorts of stuff. Oh, but people, like, people lost yeah. their minds over it. Yeah. Basically 
The Last of Us Part Two uh-huh. is a very different story mm-hmm. than The Last of Us Part One. Okay. Whereas The Last of Us Part One was pretty, you know, point A to point B, yeah. linear. And the show, deli- you know, deviated a little bit because you get the Bill episode, with yeah, all that, yeah. Uh, the second one tells a much more ambitious story, yeah, that requires um, a lot of emotional buy-in mm-hmm. on certain characters. Gotcha. That is very difficult to get behind because it's trying to challenge you in different ways. Whereas this one, I'm Team Joel. I'm gonna save Ellie. Yep. Right. Like it's a yeah. for me at least when I yeah. played the game, it was a very cut and dry. Like I shot those doctors before <laughs> they could even object. I'm yep. getting my baby girl right. You don't have that in the second one. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little more uh, ambiguous. And, and some people, I think they learned the wrong things from the first one. Uh-huh. Where even though, like, I don't think, you know, I, I, I would, as Joel, I clearly would have killed yeah. the doctors. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the right thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, on, on, like on, a, on a lot of levels. Well, I mean, they talk about that in the after credits uh, behind the scenes bits where they're talking about they they were exploring you know where love takes you because it can take right. you to great things it can also make you do potentially terrible yeah. things for love right and that was kind of the the crux or whatever yeah. of the show as a whole yeah. so um, and before we go any further because we are we are running out of time we are, yes. we are um, qu- quickly running out of time <laughs> <laughs> rapidly um, yeah okay so Quick, quick fire here. Is there another video game series that you would love to see adapted with the same tender loving care that Last of Us has oh, had? My, I'm just going to go ahead and say mine. Yeah. Um, Bioshock. I'd love to see Dude, a Bioshock with this kind of production quality. Yeah. Oof. Oh, man. I mean, so the problem here is my choice has already been done poorly. Well, what would it be? What, if what done, I would like to see Halo done well. Well, I mean, that's fine. You can still do Halo. I mean, like the story's still saying, there. I'm just saying, yeah. like my, the problem for me is, I think all my choices would be sci-fi. Yeah, it would be a Halo. It would be a Mass Effect. It would mm-hmm. be, you know, I, and those are all I think kind of un not doable in a TV format because yeah. of the budget. Like Amazon, well, Jeff Bezos has to decide that he wants yeah. to buy the property before they get the funding necessary to, to represent. To do it right, yeah. yeah. But also with like Mass Effect, it's so much about your personal choices Right, and, and stuff everyone has a different story for Mass Effect. So like no matter what you do, you're going to make some subsection mad because they've never yeah. played that that line or yeah. whatever, you know? I, I would honestly say Resident Evil. Like do it again, do it better because mm-hmm. there have been a lot of adaptations. There's the Mila Jovovich series. There's a yeah. ton of them. They were yeah. terrible. There was oh, a, the first one was fun. You the first no, one was good. It was bad. It was fun. I, I didn't say I good. Was, I said okay, fun. Okay, fun. I was yeah. big mad coming out of that one. <laughs> I was like, how do you mess it up? It's a mansion. It, what? Oh, I was so mad. Uh, and then I, 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 there, the most recent uh, movie, uh, Escape from Raccoon City, which kind of tried to reboot it, uh-huh. had like no budget. It yeah. was like 20 or 30 million. Mm-hmm. It was like, for nowadays, yeah. nothing. Yeah. And uh, it, it was just, they tried to combine the story of Resident Evil 1 and 2 into one movie. And I'm like, yeah. no, you could barely get the stories of both into one movie. Yeah. Or, you know, in their own individual movies. Why would you? And anyways, it's, I didn't watch it, but it was a mess, mm-hmm. according to what people said. So I I think that story, if done right, aka making it campy, yeah. would be a lot of fun. The other one would be Metal Gear Solid, which uh, Jordan Voked Roberts is already working on possibly doing. Yeah, He's the guy that directed Kong Skull Island mm-hmm. and um, some other stuff. Yeah, and it, it, I don't know that he's like the best director on earth, but he what he's said in interviews has been like, okay, this guy gets it. Like mm. what what you would need to do to try to translate yeah. what happens on screen to a TV or like a, an interactive medium to a non interactive. But yeah. I think that's going to be all the time we got. So if you like what you heard and you want more and you'd like to support the show, 
you can give us a dollar over on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you get access to all of our bonus episodes. We upload at least one a month. And this month, we're doing a Patreon picks poll. And anyone at the $1 and above tier can vote on that. Just to reiterate, those movies, we're voting on <laughs> 80s movies that scarred kids. We got Labyrinth, uh, Dark, Legend, Crystal. Dark Crystal, Legend, and Neverending yep. Story. Yep. So if you vote on those, patri- patrons get uh, early access to those before they hit the main feed. Check that out. Um, if you don't want to give us a dollar, you could also just leave us a review. We, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, iTunes, or just share us on Facebook, wherever, whatever. Wherever you listen to podcasts. Look, if your main podcast provider is Spotify, I understand you can't leave individual reviews. Just review the app and leave a review for us there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, we're going to make that a thing one day. I want to see Start one the review be up. like, Spoilers Intended is a great podcast that you can listen to on Spotify. The app Spotify is fine, whatever. <laughs> it's the podcast yeah. is the reason I'm here. And j- just share it with a friend. If you know somebody you think would like this type of show, send it to them. Text we, message. Greatly appreciate Carrier pigeon, whatever you got. (laughs) And that sounds like all the time we have. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Andrew. And I'm Steven. And every spoiler was intended. (laughs) 